We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hi, Blue Wire listeners. I'm Greg Olson. I'm excited to partner with Blue Wire to bring you TE1, a podcast where I interview the tight ends who have revolutionized the position. Listen in as I have raw, in-depth conversations with the all-time greats like Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle. We'll explore how the tight end position has changed over the last 60 years and what it takes to be the very best. Subscribe to TE1 from Blue Wire Studios today so you're ready for the August premiere. Mics are hot. Vibe with the podcast. Episode, what number of episode is it? 37. Damn. A- accuracy. Is now alive. We'll get going here in a minute. Our, our starts are, have been a little too slow. Bang, we live. Tweeted it out. Tagged you. <clears throat> Let's have a fantastic show, brothers. Ben. Appreciate down, you being bro. here uh, producing once again. No problem. Much love, my guy. We'll let a couple <laughs> people load in here and we, we shall begin. Yeah, dude, I'm, uh, I thought I had COVID last week. I was worried. <laughs> yeah, honestly, when you texted me, I was like, damn, I hope you're okay, bro. What it we was, never actually... was... Oh, go ahead. What's up, John? You never actually told people why we canceled, huh? Uh, I was just, I just said I was sick because um, <laughs> I didn't want. I just said I wasn't feeling well because I don't want people to be like, Nameless has COVID, Reddit, like, so. Hey, um, were, you, were you trolling or were you being safe or are you, or are you going out and about so you're paranoid? No, I've been, I was, like, my neighbor had COVID, so I was worried. Oh, shit. Like, the, like literally walk out of my door across the door, like, yeah. that, that apartment had, they had. Someone COVID. in our building got it, like, right when, like, um, around the time when quarantine got, like, super serious. Yeah, and they didn't—they didn't tell us like what floor it was on or anything. I was like, "Yo, like I'm never going outside." I'm scared, dude. Because the whole time <laughs> where you're at is crazy. Because you guys are in, you know, without giving your precise location, you're in like yeah. town downtown. 
Yeah. So, it's it's wild over there. How are things now? How's everything? Um, it's been it's been super calm and chill. To be honest, it hasn't been like in the beginning. It was dead. Like when you look outside, it was actually kind of crazy to see because uh, normally you see city hustle bustle. You know, swarms of people everywhere. Right when the quarantine started, like you would look out. And it was just dead. Yeah. And now it's kind of like getting back to some more hustle and bustle. But everyone around here is pretty masked up and like taking good precautions. What was it like, you know, joining uh, the New York squad, moving to New York and be like, yo, I'm about to live, you know, NYC. Because you're from Cali your whole life, born and raised Cali. Yeah, like, in the burbs too. A lot different. <laughs> you spend like, I don't know how many months you spent being able to enjoy, you know, New York. And then bang, quarantine hits, bro. And you're just... In this nice apartment up there in high rise, trapped, can't do shit. How was how's, how's that transition? I mean, it kind of sucked because once I knew I was joining the New York team, I like romanticized the experience in my head like crazy. I was like, yo, I'm going to NYC. It's going to be fucking lit. Like, yeah. it's going to be so dope. And then we got here and it was kind of mostly just like business. Like, we were grinding the beginning of the season. You know, everyone's putting in overtime hours. And traveling too. We do. Yeah, and we were traveling a bunch. So I didn't get to do like too much like sick NYC stuff. And then right after that, COVID hit, and I was like, damn, like, I really moved all the way out here and didn't even get to really experience, like, NYC the way I expected to. Damn. What were, like, some of the things that you were, like, uh, hoping for from NYC? Like, just being able to – restaurants, bars? like Yeah, like, all the amazing food everyone talks about NYC, just all, like, going out at NYC. Everyone says, like, a dope experience, all the food, like, just yeah. going around the city, like, seeing everything, you know. That, every, NYC has so much to offer, and uh, I wanted to just experience all of it while I could. Yeah. I feel that so much because I was on the East Coast for, like, the last couple of years. Ohio last year, basically, for the Pro League. And then I moved back to L.A. And then it's like, let's get it popping, baby. I'm back. Yeah, actually, exactly. I'm from, I'm from the Burbs like Lamar. I actually don't live very far from where Lamar lives in Cali. So then I was actually living in the heart of the city. I'm like, let's get it popping. And you guys are in two, like, the hot zones, like the trap zones. Like, at least things are still open here. You know, they're doing, like, outdoor stand-up shows and stuff where I'm at. So you can still safely enjoy yourself. They're pretty smart about it. So, But, yeah, that's tough. I I know after your guys win, what did you guys do after you won? the tournament um, what was your celebration after we, after we won we literally all we did was like we ordered like a good italian restaurant and just went to our rooftop of our building and just like <laughs> chilled up on the rooftop had dinner up there like it's pretty Damn. dope up there you know yeah. we have a nice view of the city and everything it's like super sick the view so we just had dinner up there we didn't actually you know get to go out to like a nice like restaurant and chill and whatever but we did what we could yeah i feel like it was like a tough uh like a huge um opportunity to make sick content for you guys being in new york like a cod team all living in like downtown nyc you guys could have made yeah, so many exactly. cool videos and stuff and then yeah. quarantine hits you guys haven't been able to do anything but hey tell you bro the thoughts in my head i was like yo i can't wait to go to nyc it's gonna be so <laughs> lit like oh my god i'm gonna be i'm freaking gonna be going nuts. i'm gonna go turn up it's gonna be crazy yeah. and then yeah <laughs> and then quarantine hit. you guys all still like hanging out and stuff though like uh to stay sane obviously because you don't have your families and stuff near you but you guys yeah, still hang yeah. Out, right? yeah we, we chill like not that much but a decent amount just randomly we'll go to the rooftop or like do stuff like that just eat up there have lunch or whatever but that's about it so that leads me to my next question then like what does lamar do for fun now that you're in quarantine <laughs> in, in one of the toughest places during this because new york's got hit hard what do you do for fun man like how do you unwind 
Uh, I've become a master of Netflix. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something way different, my brother. <laughs> no, I basically, for the most part, what it's been is we, me and Dylan, have been on a pretty good schedule. Like, uh, New York had a thing with Nike going on where they had like a trainer before quarantine. We we're going to the Nike HQ and uh, working out over there like a few times a week. That's cool. But now because that. we're quarantined, uh, we just get on Zoom with him. He, you know, gives us like lessons, whatever. He trains us, and we work out, chill, scrim. I honestly try to play as much COD as possible now because I got bored of Netflix. But there's literally nothing to do besides just play the game, try to get some workout in at the crib, Damn, and dude. watch Netflix. You don't <laughs> feel like you, say, you say that, but I see like sorry to like switch lanes, but you say like there's nothing to do but sit around and basically play games, watch Netflix. But every night I see on Twitter like people struggling to actually get tens popping like you know what i mean with so many Don't people get me started on that i'd be begging people i'm like trying to get started for four hours like recruiting people this that losing my mind it's so hard to get tens for some reason what are that what is everybody doing like you guys all like obviously you guys like you probably can't even imagine what other people are doing because you, you're just like there's nothing else to do right so, yeah, like, so what, what the you, hell dude? are they doing the way you're going outside like <laughs> there's no way you're going outside like come on man just get on the toy let's play some tens i will say it's probably a bit different in certain places though like if there was an ohio team like they'd be able to go do stuff you can go to a restaurant and stuff like that you know so it's probably a bit different for some, of the, some of the teams there's a couple places here that are like open with like outdoor seating and this and that but to be honest like i've been in the quarantine so long that it's like i already already messed everything up for so long like being stuck here i'm not gonna risk catching it now five months later four months later or whatever it is because i want to go to a restaurant and like or do whatever like i'll just stick it through until I feel safe. That's like my perspective on it. No, that's good. So, but how has it been hard to find tens with champs coming up? That doesn't make sense to me. That's um, never happened before. It usually kicks back up right I before th- champs. I think it's just the culmination of people uh, being a little frustrated with the, the game they're playing. <laughs> so that, and then I can't even put my hand on it. People would be playing Warzone still and just doing that stuff instead of playing tens. Wow. Warzone is like taking a dip off the deep end. So I'm surprised that people are actually really enjoying that over like playing tens and stuff right now. I guess well, that says it makes lot. sense from their perspective, right? Cause they like, you wake up and play Warzone. They wake up and scrim is like a break from what they're used to. You I don't know Warzone. what I would, I, I don't know. All day. I think I'd rather get slide canceled by Shotzi than get brewing 10 times in a row. I'm not sure. <laughs> like those are pretty. I don't know, speed. bro. That's like, that's, I don't know. Are you sure? <laughs> You're playing with fire either way there, dude. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man. So let's talk about, you know, beginning of the season, you know, briefly address that. Cause every episode we kind of go through a walkthrough of the beginning of the season, you know, or the off season yeah. as well. So talk me through like uh, off season, your plans and how the year started and how the team formed. Um, so around the off season, I mean, New York recruited Bobble and JP, like they were like signed super early to New York. Mm-hmm. So when that happened, you know, Bobble was obviously my coach previously on EG mm-hmm. and he, uh, I knew I wanted to play in New York. I either wanted to play in New York or I wanted to play in LA. Like that was one of the two options that I wanted to play for. So I wanted to be somewhere dope and I planned to move wherever like I played for. So I wanted to be in a dope city. So when Bobble got that, he, you know, he was doing some roster formation. He hit me up. He's like, yo, like, would you be interested in joining whatever, whatever? I was like, of course, like yeah. I would love to play in New York. So that came about. And then obviously, you were the Dylan first, at that point, sorry, you were the, you first, were the first pickup, right? Uh, I was the first pickup in the whole league, actually. But that's crazy. It, to think about. it was never. Uh, 
So, I was the first official contract approved in the whole CDL. So were you extreme? I, I remember talking to you through all of this, actually, uh, when you were like making a decision and stuff. I don't remember what number you agreed to, but I remember a number oh, that oh, you, oh. Well, I'm not going to, we don't have the same number, but I remember the number yeah. that you wanted. Being the first person could either be like really good or really bad. Like now knowing what everybody got, are you still very happy yeah. with what you, with what you got? Uh, I'm definitely satisfied. I'm great. I'm happy to be the first person with the number that I got. Like it was a pretty easy process. You know, there was no like issues. That's good. Obviously there's some outliers that later on after that had some leverage being later on to sign or whatever's going yeah. on. But besides that, I think I got like, I'm very satisfied with what I have. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it's smart anyways, because we are, we already know that greed definitely can kill. John, situation. hold on. Exactly. Let's talk about this. this real quick with Lamar, because he omitted <laughs> this conversation. We, had. we uh, Us three and Looney and one other person. I forget who else was there, but there was one other person. I think it might have been Temp. We were all on a call, and Lamar was like, yo, Aunt John, I just got offered this by New York. I was like, oh, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he, was, he was like, I don't know if I'm going to accept it. And, we're, and then John was like, listen, cut the bullshit. What number is it? And then he like said it, and me and John were like, Motherfucker, just accept it. And he's like, I want this. I, he, he, he was, he was like, but I want this. And it was like six point five thousand dollars more than the other one. And I was like, dude, like, come on now. And I remember you said you called your dad, and your dad was like, son, are you an idiot? Yeah, basically what he said. He was like, bro, like, he's like, bro, stop tripping on any of these small numbers. Just fucking sign the damn thing. Stop stressing. Be I'm done like, with it and I'm move like, on. Signing blood right now. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, I just think it's funny that you called your dad, who like yeah. doesn't know the economy of COD, just to get his opinion. It's like you knew already, and you just wanted to hear it from your dad. Yeah, I mean, to, bro, coming into it, like I was a free agent. I think like I was one of the only people that was actually a free agent. Yeah. So, I was like, damn, like I'm in a moment where you know Call of Duty's changing, the league's changing, there's new franchises coming in, all of that. Like, and I'm coming in as a free agent. I want to make sure that. I like I take advantage of this opportunity because it's yeah. it was very rare in that scene to come in as a free agent. I feel like everyone had a buyout. Yeah. Well, you yeah you were like a looking back at it, you're a pretty high profile pick because of that reason. Like being such a talented player and also being a free agent is was really valuable coming into the league. Yeah, I got blessed. Eg took amazing care of me. You know, I'll always be grateful to Towie for the way he handled that situation. Yeah. Uh, he blessed me because EG as an org had an opportunity to very like to take advantage of me heavily. But Tawi blessed me and made sure I was in like, a great position. I feel like you landed in like a really good spot in terms of like not mm -hmm. really having the risk of uh, getting dropped for like a, a dumb reason. Like one teammate doesn't like you, et cetera. Like you got into a good situation because there's a lot of teams you could have been on where like if they were underperforming, they could have easily been like, let's try a new player. Let's swap this player out. Does that ever, did I ever like cross your mind too? Like, well, uh, this is why I'm going with New York. Cause I know like they're going to take care of me and I won't be at risk to get like dropped for any dumb reasons. I mean, of course, when you're building your team, you never want to build a team that has uh, issues where the, the roster changes have to become like non game related. If you, yeah. whenever you have a team with those type of issues, it's gonna obviously, like you said, uh, affect roster changes to where someone gets dropped because of something outside of the game personality or whatever, or also it bleeds over to the game. So when you have those issues outside the game, it just makes your team worse internally anyways. So I definitely want to avoid all of that under any circumstance. And you did that by getting what, like you're basically your best friend in gaming on the team with you and attach. Was he like the he's first guy you good. went to? No, yeah, yeah, and he's also very good, obviously, and he was on this team yeah. with EG. Is he yeah. was he the next guy that you guys signed, or how did that uh, go? Yeah, I basically told Bobble and New York like I'm playing with Dylan no matter what coming into the year. Like that's who I want to play with. So 
talk to him, figure out his contract, and get him signed. Yeah, that's, that's what's up. That's, that's crazy. Up. He should he could have looked out for you like that back in the day, like when he was on pain. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then you guys went and you picked up the other players. I I know it was really stressful getting Donnie right. Like that was kind of a tough situation. How'd that go? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, what can I say? I mean, yeah. but, but like, what's secret about? It? I mean, he was on, you know, Ultra, and then they were holding him for a bit, and then it was like a fight. And then you guys. Yeah. So basically, yeah, yeah. So that's basically the way the circumstances were. I mean, he was on splice. Obviously, last year, Donnie was one of the best players in the game. That's undoubted in yeah. anyone's mind. So coming into this year, you know, the teams that had a team last year and also had a franchise spot this year, they had the option to sign or match any offers that their players got to keep them for the franchise year. So at that moment, um, the splice camp was obviously blown up into bits. Kyler went back to Envy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what happened to Jerd. Uh, who else was on the team? Yuli. Yuli got dropped, like, or whatever happened. And uh, at that moment, I think they realized, like, wait, like, maybe we can't let Donnie go because, you know, a bunch of players from their team are also gone. So we kind of got paranoid for sure. Like, yo, if they keep Donnie, like, this is going to be an what issue. What was your other options? <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even honestly I didn't even think of other options because I was like bro wow. like bobble I don't know what's That's going scary. on y'all gotta figure it out like you gotta figure it out and I also knew that I mean I don't want to talk about other people's business but I kind of knew you know from my third sense uh that I didn't think that Splice would really really try to like forcefully keep Donnie so we, we knew along like because Donnie wanted to come here also if he put pressure on his side and we put pressure on our side that the deal would end up going through. Wait, like, hold on. Now that I think about it, your guys' other option was Doug Sensor Martin. Like, if he, you didn't get done, it was Doug Sensor. Oh, Spencer. boy. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we're going to talk about that at some point, too. Uh, but we'll get to that uh, later on. He said, so oh, what, made you, what, what made you want to go back to, to Donnie after what happened the year previous on Spice? If you guys don't know, actually teamed with, with Donnie on Spice and then ended up getting dropped. That's why I ended up on EG. What made you want to go back to teaming with Donnie out of that whole situation? Um, well, one, I knew that Donnie was an amazing player and everyone in the community has been on his case about not winning or whatever it was. But because I teamed with him, I knew what he brought to the table as a teammate, you know, in the game, in the matches, and also like just his talent level. So one, through that whole splice thing, I had bad blood with everybody on the team but Donnie. Like, I hated everyone at the time when I got dropped, but Donnie. So I was like, forget all these fools. Like, I don't care about any of them. They all suck. I just want to play with Donnie. And I was down to run it back with him because I knew if me and him teamed together again, under better circumstances with other pieces around us, with not all that outside game drama bullshit going on, yeah. uh, we can make something happen. Yeah. Um, and we're breezing through sort of the team stuff. So, uh, so let's breeze through it some more. With the zero decision, I feel like you guys never really came out on social media and said exactly the reason why um, you guys released zero. You kind of just got rid of them. Yeah. Let's, get, let's bring in Mac, speed up our team. What was like the reason, um, um, the weeks leading up to it? Like how was it handled? What was the reason? Why did you guys do that? Um, so it's no like, it's no secret that Trey's more comfortable with the AR than he is with the sub. And at that moment in the game, to be honest, I think we made a mistake because at that moment in the game, it was a four sub meta, but Florida showed that even with all that same meta going on, you could still run two ARs and be like impactful. 
So I think our initial mistake was trying to use that force of meta for our team when we could have done what Florida did and did that double AR stuff and been as successful as them or like try to replicate that earlier in the season. So because we didn't do that and we put him on a sub role, he's obviously naturally uh, uncomfortable and he, you know, he wasn't in a position to be the best player he could possibly be. Like it was just bad circumstance the way the meta played out for this game, you know? And this also isn't like a game where it's like a normal sub player, like you literally have to be cracked and that's the only way to play. Like, it's not like you're being super methodical and this and that. It's like, you better just be fucking twisted, you know? Yeah, I think that's kind of what, like, hurt that's you true. a little bit. But also, to be fair on your guys' decision, like, at the time, it's, it's hard to be the first team to do something like that, to, like, switch up the meta and be the 2AR team. And it's also yeah. hard to be, like, to do it so early. Like, you have to learn the game first. And I feel yeah, like Florida, exactly. Florida been deep into the game before they ever before they made that change and knew how to play. Everyone knew how to play and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like oh, when I you do. don't know how to play, it's easier to be successful with just more chaos. So like four right. subs, if you don't know what's going on, how to play the game perfectly, you just gives you more opportunity to make mistakes and do whatever because it's just you know more floody when a couple more gunfights and you save the situation. All right. Well, now we got through all that stuff. Uh, I want to talk sort of about this year, first year of CDL. Um, and how it's been for you. So, like, out the gates, like, we have launch weekend. We have a couple few events. Um, what are, like, your initial impressions from, like, uh, the first events, the launch of the CDL, everything that was going on? Um, what were your initial imp- impressions? About all right, that? so the first impressions, like, going to Minnesota, I'm not going to lie, I was kind of skeptical. I was like, damn, first tournament yeah. uh, in Minnesota in the middle of winter, like, <laughs> going to be kind of hectic. Like, I don't know how many people are going to be here, what's going to go, be going on. And then we showed up and uh, I saw the crowd for like the good ma- the good matches for the weekend. Like when I saw the crowd, I was like, damn, that's kind of dope. Like there's a good amount of people here in a like, location that I didn't think many people would show up to. And it was also super, super dope to see how like ride or die they were for that Minnesota team off the bat, like first tournament of the year before anyone so knew cool. the team was even good. Yeah. Like, no one even knew the team was good. No one, no one expected anything, whatever it was. And they were just showing up riding for their team. And that was dope. everything about that that was so cool like to to jump on what he was saying like to show up to minnesota when it was like 12 degrees or whatever the hell it was i don't know i was was freezing yeah it was super cool (laughs) (laughs) wait Uh, dude to see like the crowd actually go crazy for god rx speaking of which we'll bring that up later yeah but it's like to go crazy for God RX when knowing no damn well no one's ever gone crazy for god rx outside (laughs) of his girlfriend or something it's like To actually see that happen in person was was pretty dope. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude, I, I had like, people wow, legitimately saying, "Let's uh, walk back to the hotel." I was like, Psh, "What? I'm Ubering for sure. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, ice on no. the ground. It's freezing. Like, I don't Even care if, if it's six blocks. I'm Ubering. It's four blocks. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, see y'all at the hotel, bro. I'm like, <laughs> Uber expense. <laughs> I, had a, I had a Tito soda in my hand. By the time they walked in with their scarves, I was like, let's try. Yeah, no, no, that was. I wish. I wish we had more lands in like doper moments before obviously the quarantine and stuff started. Like if we could have had like yeah, man. another London event or that like more LA tournaments, just like the Miami stuff like Atlanta that. Atlanta venue too. Dope. Atlanta's venue was sick. Yeah, I, like, I didn't get to go to that tournament. To yeah, that venue yeah. was sick. Um, so which ones did you go to? Uh, you went to I went launch to LA, Minnesota, London, LA, mm-hmm. and that's it. I think. Mm. What was your favorite out of the three? Um. I mean, biasly LA because I got to stay home for a bit, see my family. But as an experience for the tournament, London for sure. Like the crowd in London's always amazing. Shit, like, they, they sh- they're, they're undefeated, yeah. bro. The they show up with the passion, and that's one thing I always respect. Like 
the European crowds for is like they have the passion and they care about the game or whatever and they show it. But in America, for some reason, that's not like a thing. Like if you show your excitement, people look down upon it. Like, oh, you're weird. You think that's cool? Like, yeah, it's like. Yo, we paid money to be here. You're just all trying to act. (laughs) A lot of them are trying to act too cool, man. That's that's the way I described a lot of the or U.S. fans when we're at like an Anaheim event or whatever. Like, I'm trying to act too cool, man. Like, get into it. It makes it way more fun. You know, way more fun. A lot of people said. A lot of people said it's because of the alcohol that they're allowed to serve in the European events. At the American events recently, there was alcohol. Like, at the Minnesota event, there was, there was literally, I've never seen it, wall-to-wall alcohol. Oh, yeah, on each side, yeah. it was literally wall-to-wall. <laughs> literally wall-to-wall. I can't make it up. Like, I've never seen this much alcohol in my life. Yeah, that's true. Wall-to-wall. That's true. And people were drinking, and it still wasn't like the European event. No, so it's, it's, not the, it's not an alcohol it's thing. It's not an alcohol really thing. It's just like a culture thing. It's a culture yeah. thing, 100%. It's like one Complete gigantic, cultures. crazy family is what it's like. Yeah, and I never get it because it's like, bro, like you paid whatever amount of money to be in here and watch the matches. Why you acting like you don't care about the matches or you don't care about who's on the stage? Like, if you don't start yeah. fucking cheering and like, I think with <laughs> a, a lot of like do something, you know. I think with a lot of old like COD or CWL events, it was mainly because it was like a lot of people there for not to really support the games <laughs> a lot of times like you know there were a lot of fans <laughs> and they would get loud but a lot of the other people would just be there just to hang out you know and that's, that's probably true. what that's played true. a big part have you ever heard of dealdash.com it's the best most honest bidding site where you can win things you never expect at a price you never believe they have over 1000 auctions every day on electronics appliances beauty products home decor and even cars here's how it works it's like an auction but every item starts at zero dollars and only goes up one cent every time you bid the kicker is that auction clock restarts after just 10 seconds that means every time you bid everyone else has 10 seconds to answer or the item is yours if you go ahead and buy now dealdash is offering our listeners an extra 100 free bids upon sign up on top of their other discounts go to dealdash.com and use the offer code preaddiction or dealdash.fm slash prediction that's d-e-a-l-d-a-s-h dot f-m slash prediction the reason i ask about your initial impressions is because i was wondering um did it live up to your expectations like the the launch of the cdo and everything because we've been playing cod forever and cdo comes out we expect big things did it live up to your expectations initially um I mean, I knew coming into it that there was going to be like some growing pains with it. So my expectations were high, but also with the understanding that it's not going to come out the gate and just have like packed arenas of fans that are cheering for the home team right away. Like those fan bases are going to need to be developed for the home teams to have that like home crowd advantage. But besides that, I think everything was dope and like they were doing the best that they could with the circumstances that everyone was in. Yeah, that's true. And they did make that change early in the season. If you guys remember, early in the season, it was supposed to be like you showed up and just played like one match or something. One match left. or whatever yeah. match. Yeah, yeah. So like, that could have affected things too. But then they switched to the tournament format. And I know that yeah. the CDL is really trying to work on things. And then, unfortunately, of course, this COVID situation happened for everything. Yeah, it's just out of hand. Like, no one knew yeah. nothing about that. But the right. fact that they were able to change the format to what everyone wanted, like yeah, on such short sense. notice, it kind of meant a lot to me personally because like, you could see that, okay. They're open to making changes. They're open to doing what the community needs. They're not just set in their ways of like any suit corporate ideas where it's like, now we think this is best. We should do this. But they actually responded to what we wanted. Well, man, like, yeah, I remember that first schedule, the 28 weeks or whatever. was going <laughs> to put me <laughs> out of commission, dude. I had like a schedule at one point where it was like fly from here to Paris, play one match, come back, <laughs> fly straight to Toronto, play like two matches come back three days later fly to la play like another match and i was like yo this is three weeks of travel i played like four matches and i'm flying 
continent to continent, country across coast. I was like, damn, bro. People kept bringing up the sports comparisons. People kept bringing up the sports comparisons, and I was like, it's different, dude. They make millions and millions of dollars, and millions of people watch those games. So it's it's just a little bit different. And the stakes are obviously a lot higher in like an NFL game than it is. Yeah, you kind of pull up to you can pull up to anywhere and hop to a basketball court. You can't pull anywhere and like pull up anywhere and just be a full setup. For yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. We live the dream. Like I'm not here to sit here and complain. And say, oh, we. I don't want to travel too much or whatever. Like the traveling is a dope part of what we do. But at a certain point, it's like, yo, this is kind of gonna like mess with the, not maybe not the effort, but like mess with the production of the team because when you're traveling that much in such short span. You're losing so much practice time and this and that, and you're hopping match to match. Like you're not gonna get a chance to like grow, you know. The Which message in the chat just killed me. Imagine flying across the country just to get seesawed in one match. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like damn, bro. Um, Yo, you fly across the country and you get squad spawned off the L. Oh, I, I love I love this career. Like esports working in it. So lucky. I used to complain like, oh my god, dude, we gotta fly to Minnesota in yeah. January or whatever the hell that was. I would kill to fly to Minnesota right now, bro. Just, like, <laughs> Yo, bro, just to get bro. back to land events and the environments and just everything. Just you just gotta remember, in general, there's there's so many people who would instantly take your position at any moment. So you got to be like, yeah, I got to, got to just take, take what's yeah, no, and make the best out of it. Um, but how do you think that uh, the CD, CDL, you know, going to online um, when that news was broken to you, obviously kind of happy that we were still going to be able to compete. Right. Or yeah. would you have rather it stop? Because I saw a lot of people who really would have been happy if we stopped the season and, you know, move to next year. Um, what are your thoughts on, you know, switching to online? Um, I think stopping the season is just uh that's just not even an option. Like, that's yeah, not okay. really a thing. Like, that's just whatever that, like, that's just pure anger and rage coming out over there. That's not even a real possibility. Um, but playing online obviously does suck because it comes with its disadvantages. But we're, like you said, we're still grateful to be able to compete and play something. Like, that's still dope. I think that they could have come out with the online format with some better things. Like, uh, that's been already publicly talked about on Twitter. Like, you know, the server locations, this and that. If all of that stuff could have been more prepared before the season was launched so people didn't have all the complaints they had the first few tournaments i think it would have been way better and there have been way less backlash like building up and building up how do you, do you know how it is for that community? though man like like you didn't know covid was gonna hit you know like no no you didn't know we didn't know covid was in it so when covid hit if if i my memory is serving me correctly we had like one month we had like yeah we had like a month where obviously the events were canceled and they were figuring stuff out right mm-hmm. i personally think that it should have been longer than a month and not the season shouldn't have been launched again online if these things weren't going to be sorted out yet. Unless, obviously, what we don't know is if they knew it was literally impossible to get it figured out until like many, many months. Well, I don't even think we had it figured out, you know, for a while, like completely. I mean, we had so many issues in the beginning, but, you know, we just it's kind of how God does it. Like we just figured it out, you know, like we. Yeah, just, no, yeah, I mean, it's. We do figure it out like that is great and all, and I, I'm like I said, I'm grateful and to be able to compete and still do our job. It just sucks that you know players' careers, players' reputations, players' efforts like can be altered and changed based on what the fans and the people see oh, like yeah. through all of this. So like you could be playing. Let's use let's say Kenny for example, bro. Kenny's an amazing player. But he's getting put in some un, you know, unfavorable circumstances because of what was going on with all the servers and this and that. Now fans and people are just like, oh, Kenny fucking sucks. 
Yeah, but no, everyone knows that's not the case. But uh, his grind, his image, his reputation, whatever, it's like a you know, tough what I'm thing saying? to, to Kenny, think about. But I mean, Kenny's a good. Uh, I think Kenny's a little rough of an example because Kenny is so dominant. Like in general, Kenny has nothing to worry about. All right, yeah, so I, maybe I think what you're saying. Like there's there's like a different level of player like below Kenny that doesn't they, get that benefit that, of the that, doubt, and yeah, they're putting exactly. the work in to try to get that reputation, get that you know whatever they need to get, get that freaking like I got our ex for example. Yeah, is, um, there you go. Yeah, that's good. Um, exactly. Should we just should we just tackle that real quick, by the way? Because people are just gonna keep asking about it all day. Well, Lamar, what, what would you do? Let's go into it. I just wanted to hear what Lamar was gonna say about uh, how the transition online's been. So, right. Goderix is a better topic. So we'll we'll go be, we'll go into that. Go ahead. All right. What, what you want you, me to do? I'm, let me just let me just lead it like this. What would okay. you do if you played the entire season and then you got dropped literally on your neck at champ, like I'd right be before it. champs? Like, what would you, what could you say? And, like, what would I do? Sure? <laughs> I think I'd go yeah, renegade, dude. I'd be, you do. I'd be breaking social distancing rules, bro. Uh, um, I mean, so after you sent off your like politically correct tweet, but like you did that, you did that part. <laughs> I mean, what would you like, really know? Man, I don't know how to, I don't even know how I'd handle it because, like, Damn, that's tough. Like you played the whole year grinding that out. You don't get to get dropped before the biggest tournament. Like you don't. There's nothing. Realistically, you have two options, bro. One, you just go fucking rogue and just do something that's gonna like affect your career. Or two, you just have to take it on the chin and hope like you get things figured out to where you're not getting screwed out of prize money and whatever that is at least because you did put in the work all year before that tournament to like get them to that Dude, position. You just no matter what happens with the prize money, you're going to be salty. So what, no, yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing you can do. What, is, what is, is the best possible thing that you think Goddard has got uh, like in terms of percentage for the prize money? Like in my head, it's like, let's say he got 5%. If, you're, if their team wins and you're going to be sitting there like, <laughs> bro. Of course, of course, like there's nothing there's nothing you can do to get rid of the saltiness. That saltiness is gonna stay there forever until you get on a different team and you play them at a tournament and you fucking smoke them. That's when the saltiness will disappear a little bit. But before that, like you're just gonna be mad about it the whole time. Here's the thing is like he would have to be a different type of person to be like next season starts back. Like, you know what, boys? Let's let's do it. You know, make it. You know what, rocker? Let's make it work. Like if I'm him, <laughs> I would literally. No. I would literally. Hell go no. I would never trust those schools again. I would literally. Yeah, I'd no, literally no, rocker no. management. Get me the fuck off this team. And like yeah, with all no, due no. respect, and I'm happy you guys made the decision you wanted to make, but get me the hell out of here. But yeah, and like yeah, for man. them, Goddard X was their best player on land. And going into next year, they might want to keep a player like Goddard X, and he is going to be hella unhappy, at least, unless he's super... Unless he gets the keys to the castle, and he gets to do what he wants to do. There's no, there's no way that's going to happen. You don't drop someone before champs, and then the next season give them the keys. Like, it's a, that's never... I, I don't know what I would... I, I've teamed with some bad people going into champs, and I wouldn't even do that. Like, that's some, like... That's the next level, and Goddard X was their best player going for, and it's a, and it's more of an AR meta now. I don't know. I guess he's been struggling online, but like, I mean, it's just incredible. And it's not like they spent time scrimming with the other kid first. If you if you look at their twitters or whatever, we're doing great with Xe, but I feel like everyone says that. The after thing about it is like I'm here to I'm not gonna sit up here. I'm not gonna sit up here and like slander any other player, you know. Yeah. But that whole perception that he's like their best player, whatever it was, honestly, feel like got kind of skewed by the CDL because. I feel like every time Minnesota was on stream for the last three months, the only thing that was talked about their team literally was 
man, Goddard MVP performance. You really got to get back to that. Goddard MVP, Goddard MVP. Uh, like that, even though he wasn't performing at an MVP level anymore for like a good amount of time because of online or whatever the switch was, that that was all that was talked about. So that's all anyone thought about. Like, yeah, he's still their best player. Like, well, he was yeah. MVP. He's still their best player. But whatever was going on within their team, scrims every day, matches, whatever. Like, I didn't. I never did do a deep dive into why they made their roster change. But they made a video, made and what it was was that uh, he was just the slowest player on their team, and he wasn't even their main AR. And that's why we all we all know that's cap. Yeah. So that's that's what, <laughs> that, that that was the video from their coaches that they released Lamar. So in the, in the deeper yeah. dive you're talking about, that's that's basically uh, how they justified it. Um, but clearly something was going wrong. So they needed to do something. Yeah, exactly. Like we, it's easy for us from the outside perspective to jump in and like say whatever X, Y, Z, but in reality, they're the ones playing together every single day. There's no way they just made this decision out of, uh, well, like personality or whatever it was like they yeah. had to felt like something was wrong. When I look at those players and that management, I don't see them just making like a change. Like we talked about earlier, where like, Oh, people just aren't getting along. Oh, fuck this kid. Drop him, yeah. whatever. To be oh, clear, yeah. I actually That's don't disagree. True. I don't disagree right. with them making a the change, um, even that one, because he's been underperforming. I just think that as a player, if I was in that situation, I'd be fine. Oh, yeah, you're pissed. Yeah, yeah, I would not play for the season. Me, like, so other people have been dropped, and they're not playing at James, but the fact that they get dropped him right before, the, yeah. right before they never even played with anyone else, like it's something similar to what happened to Cheen, right? But at least that other, that, that optic team played yeah. with these guys at a tournament before. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, here we go. Let's see see what happens with with exceed. I actually see uh, Ben typing in the chat like uh, stats wise, Godrex is the slowest. Assault's actually one of the faster ARs this season. I mean, stats wise can mean whatever it is. Like, I have like a whole another thought process on COD stats, but like, you can't. No one is looking at engagements and saying you're faster or slow. Like people just watch the game and watch the, you yeah, play, and they can tell if you're faster or slow. That's like, the difference. If you have more engagements is not like oh he's so fast. Look how many engagements he has. It's like you could just tell by the way someone plays if they're a fast player or a slow player. It's so not to it follow not up on Lamar's point, stats. and that's why um, I get in a lot of arguments with some fans who like read a spreadsheet and they go. You're actually wrong. This guy is in a ton of uh, engagements in the first three minutes of a map or yeah. whatever. And I'm like, dude, I'm watching a play. I play COD for years. Like, this motherfucker's slow or off the rip. This guy's not doing anything. Like, there's just a lot of there's a lot of dead time in the map on COD. And there will be, like, for example, there will be maps where somebody's, you know, getting shit on the whole time. And then at the end of the game, like, they get, like, eight, nine kills. And they look like they played fine. Um, yeah. And their statistics exactly. are, are completely altered. So, like, it's about playing... One, the players when they play against them, they know if a guy's slow or fast. And then also, you can kind of just tell by when you watch a team play who's slow and who's fast on the team. Exactly. So stats don't and that's, paint the full dude, picture all the time. That's why I argue and say things that a lot of people don't agree with um, when it comes to fast and slow or how they don't play and they don't know. Like, yeah. what, you can be playing someone and every FPS pro has like that internal timing and then they like go back to a certain spot and they get shot and they're like, this guy's still there? Like, are you kidding? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this guy's so slow. It doesn't matter. He could be 38, 38, but like, you're still like, oh my, what are you still doing there? And then other yeah. people are just, oh, here he goes, just in my face again, jumping at me. Like, you know, it has nothing to do with the actual engagement numbers like that. These guys play against them all the time. They know who's slow and fast regardless that, of what. And that's why says. I have a have an issue with, uh, like, COD stats in general. Because, like, COD is such a dynamic game where there's so much that goes into it. There's so much that goes into the way the team performs, the way the team plays, the way situations play out. That, like, blanketed statements of just stats 
and does not paint like even close to like remotely that perfect picture of what's actually going on like that you know really is something that i wish we could uh elaborate more on when when people are on stream or like just educate the fans more on that because it's such a dynamic game that you cannot just look at a stat and say oh this guy this that guy this this guy that like there's yeah, a million it's, things going through well, it and also um yeah it's because we're also having people who only play two matches at a tournament and then going their stats from the last tournament are this you know what i mean which could be yeah. they lose the series because of different reasons it might not even be their fault and then they look like they had like a 0. 0.7 at the tournament you know which yeah. is like a little bit skewed and that's just how the nature of like cod broadcast works and how it has worked and i do think there's a ton of room for improvement there uh going forward but yeah that's that's definitely changed, uh, you know, opinions on a lot of players um, since the beginning of the year. I mean, for, like you brought up the rocker point. I hadn't even thought about that. We do talk about Goddard a lot. You know, you listen to a cast or you listen to Analyst Second, yeah. like talking about Goddard because it was the big story with with uh, with the rocker. But there's other things going on with that team. Uh, they probably could have made two changes realistically. Uh, it could have been Goddard and Silly, but I don't know who their other sub is. Was it Tiny? Uh, yeah. yeah, it was Tiny. Yeah, so like could have could bring him in as well they should have made a change when we talked about it john was it like three months ago when they had an opportunity yeah, but i said that too but it's it's hard for them because they were so successful on land but it was so clear how like instantly like, it, how how instantly like far they fell off you know like, it's a big, what's up go ahead sorry i don't, don't want to cut you off go ahead then i'll say my oh, point. Go, ahead, go ahead go ahead go ahead uh what's it like it's a moment where like i feel like a lot of people have it in their career coaching career whatever it is like there's going to be a moment where, like, you just can't be, uh, like, deluded anymore. Like, you can't just say, we got worse because of online, or we got worse because of this. Like, you have to be able to actually do a deep dive and admit, like, okay, we got worse because these things are happening to get ahead of it. Like, if you don't do that, then you end up in a situation like this. Yeah, they kind of let it hit them hard, dude, because they were actually pretty good on land. And everybody was talking about how they play the game the right way. They know what they're doing. They look they like did. they did play the game the right way at the beginning. They did. Yeah, no, but what I'm saying is, every, say but what I'm saying I is, mean, everybody I, was saying that, so everybody had taken notice. So they grew a lot of great pride in that they played it the right way. It kind of yeah. it, it grew on their team, and you could tell when you talked to them. Like, yeah, we're, we're doing the right thing. We just believe in each other. And then going to online, they started to not play well. They're like, fuck, what are we doing wrong now? We're not doing anything wrong because we play the game the right way. Yeah, that is when they were doing well on land. They were good online before the before the. Yeah, that's true too. That's That's what I'm saying. Like they were still good online. Like yeah, yeah, online definitely affected the chat. I can can go back and Brian Saints tweets and pull out tweets like we split maps with Minnesota or with Atlanta when everyone was saying like Atlanta hasn't lost a map and whatever. not against us. We've split maps. Like they were doing good online. Yeah, they were. They were. (laughs) They didn't just fall off because of online. It's just an easy obvious easy excuse to make and it's like a self-defense mechanism like you said instead of taking a deep dive into what you're doing wrong actually exactly and when you don't like that that same thing happened to me like i literally had to talk about this other night with like danny and uh donnie and just a bunch of other players who were chilling team speak late night and we we're talking about the whole splice situation because i had that moment uh coming during black ops 4 like i finished my world war ii year had an insane year came into black ops 4 had it like really really good first tournament and then at that point, I just became delusional. I was like, I didn't develop with the game. Like, yeah. I was still playing on four, four or five sensitivity, running ICR, and getting smoked for like that whole two months online uh, before the league because we didn't play at the PLQ. And I was like, nah, it's just online bullshit. Like, I was smoking these kids <laughs> online. Like, I'm the go. I don't give a fuck. And then I went to the league, played online, got smoked, 
And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. It was not just online. Like, I just did not develop with the game. I was literally just deluded, you know? Wait, so Lamar, I really respect that because uh, I know a lot of people who get caught in that and then they don't get out of it. And, you know, myself included, I was thinking like in AW that happened to me and it affected me for like two years. I was like, dude, this online shit is bullshit, bro. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, coming out with a good year, it was like, this is bullshit. So for you to make that, you know, to realize that as fast as you did is actually really impressive. Uh, so And like, I re- that was one of the biggest regrets that I had for that year is that if I didn't let all that stuff get to my head and become deluded and egotistical and whatever all that was, uh, I think that our splice team could have carried on differently than it did. But that was like kind of the beginning of the downward spiral of that situation. And uh, I learned from that. I'll never let that happen again. Like, I'm always conscious of it. Like, is it really bullshit or am I doing something wrong to actually find out what's going on, you know? Yeah. So switching topics, what are your thoughts on, I, I think I saw it was like 10 of the 12 teams made it to a grand final this year. Something like that. <laughs> that's, that's insane. Um, Half league one, correct? Half he, league actually has a chip. Yeah. Six, six out of 12 teams have a chip. So talk to me about like, do you think that what factors played into that outside of online? Um, like, game things like what makes this game different for so many teams to be contending at different times of the year um what 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 is the issue with the game or what is the the part of the game that makes it like that you think um i think that's it's mostly squad spawns like you can never perfectly predict exactly how many of them spawned out how many of them got a spawn or who you're spawning out or what's going on like most of the time, unless you get like a perfect scenario where it's like blatantly obvious, easy read, uh, you won't be able to keep track of exactly like, okay, we last guy here, just push him. And then you like trade him out. But then there's one guy that got the squad spawn before he died. That's like lurking in a random weird corner. Yeah, and then yeah. like some crazy shit happens, you know? So I think that that is the biggest thing for the game. And then also I think the format obviously contributes to it because not every team is at every tournament. And then coming into single limb after bracket and this and that is you know can lead to some serious upsets and other people winning well talking about squad spawns a bit like you know just with this game and like their developer support i just wish that this year we had more support than we did like i think i think why everybody has been so outspoken this year and so aggressive really like pros like obviously going online didn't do a uh, a lot of help for everybody's mental state, but like the game as well, like the developer, I think with the CDL starting, we just all had a lot of hope and, and uh, we held it in a lot of high regard. Like the developer would, would uh, fix some things. And uh, for you, like what have been like the major things that you've wanted fixed since the beginning that haven't changed? Um, I think the since the beginning is the squad spawns, but we quickly found out that that wasn't being fixed. Uh, just weapon nerfs, like, the M4 got nerfed a couple times in the beginning, which was good. It was needed because the M4 was insane. It still is insane. But the fact that it took nine months and people frying with the MP5 in Warzone for it to get nerfed a little bit, like, <laughs> that's not cool, you know? Like, And it's still really, really good, too. Yeah. And, like, you know, some I think some bomb sites could have been moved around differently to make some of these S&D maps better and more, like, competitive and fair. But those never happened. We and, had a uh, couple search uh, adjustments in the beginning of the year, like for. I, know, I think we only had like Petro one. Bomb Petro, moved, yeah. The, you know what? That is crazy spawn. to think about, yeah, dude. Petro like, spawn was moved. Spawn, spawn, spawn is what I meant. Spawn, not the bomb. Sorry. Yeah. Man, Man this is wild. So, um, like, to me, that's like, it just sucks being a player because everyone that knows me also is like, 
I truly care about the game. You know, I want the game to be in a good state. I want it to be a competitive game. I want it to be fun. I want it to be like reliable. So having all these things that you really want, you're super passionate about it and you want it to be like fair and good and competitive and everything like that. And you could see how easily it could get to that level or get even closer to that better game or whatever it is. And then it doesn't happen. Like it's kind of discouraging. So for you, uh, you know, trying to figure out the best way to play the game as a team, um, when did you guys realize, like, all right, so this game is going to be a bit different. We can't exactly master <laughs> certain things like we could in other games. Um, and this is what we got to do, so let's practice this. Like, when when did you guys uh, sort of change, like, your practice? Um, to be honest, the, mo the biggest change happened when we got Mac because at the beginning, the first few months, it was kind of just, like, a moment of, one, trying to, like, First, accept that this game is the way it is. We just got to accept it and figure it out. So that took some time. Two, like, the game's not changing, so suck it up again. And then three, trying to learn what was different about it specifically. Like, yeah, yeah. exactly what was different. And we honestly didn't... We had, like, feelings and this and that. of It could be this, it could be that, and what to do. But you're trying to but play the right way still, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But clearly, like, that wasn't correct because that's the way COD was for the last 10 years. But, like... That's not the way this game is played. Like those habits, those things that you learned that you usually apply to every COD stopped being applied now. It was completely different and we had to accept that. And that really helped. That really changed when we got Mac because he came in as an AM, played this game as an AM in the beginning. And they knew uh, the way MW was supposed to be played and like the way things worked in this game. Or so Lamar, they didn't know how the way COD was supposed to be played and it just... Catered right. straight to their playstyle. He didn't say COD though. He didn't say COD. He said MW. I did say MW. Yeah, Come he just on, said MW. I made sure. I made sure. I, I, say COD. I have a really interesting question. Yeah, like, this is how you play this game. Slide in here, a bitching. I really interesting question though. <laughs> so you guys know John Lamar. You guys know how every year people go like these guys are fucked next year. You know, like, yeah. new game. Do you think next year? Assuming like this is all, you know, predicated on the assumption that next year will be a COD where the spawns make sense, right? Where everything yeah. we know squad doesn't make sense. Do you think that there will be like another major drop off uh, in terms of players uh, individually mm -hmm. going into next year, like how uh, we did with Ghost um, to AW, how that was such a shock, and how we had or, from last game into this year? Like, do you think that that'll that'll be I, a thing? Can we say that first? Ghost oh, AW is evolving. Hold on, bro. I just saw a comment in the chat that I have to address. This guy said, "Or Cotsing is evolving, and a new talent is coming." What does that even mean, bro? This okay. game is played like completely like everyone who plays this game though. will tell you that it's completely different. Like it's always a thing. Yeah, that has nothing to do with like what we're talking about, bro. Sorry, I had to see that and I just like, okay. lost. Nah, I, I know what you're saying though, but it's like this game. This game has gotten rid of some older. I, I'm not saying older in age, like more seasoned yeah. pros. So like Looney's on the bench, J Cap's on the bench, Surge is completely enabled on the bench. Type of players, yeah. all of Surge sucks except for Sam. Like. And I don't actually believe that they suck at COD. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying at MW, they're underperforming to their standards. So that's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. Next year, yeah, like, a lot of people fall off. Like, Well, this is the thing is that those players that you mentioned specifically, like their natural traits that have that got them their amazing careers yeah. throughout all these other CODs, those traits that make them such good players like aren't even like applicable to this game. Yeah. So off the rip, they're at a disadvantage because the things that made them good and great and impactful to their teams just aren't as impactful. And yo, Surge, they're like hogging those players. They're all on the Surge, dude. Like top to bottom. <laughs> yeah. Karma, bro. Like they're, they're just all there. So that was like, tough. 
if right. there's a trend, there's literally a trend of all the players that aren't that got benched or whatever it was. It's literally all the methodical, smart thinking, like textbook type players that like break the game down. Yeah, that break the game down the proper way and this and that. That's literally the trend of players that got you know left behind this year or whatever it was because. But then you look at those players' history and the, all the other CODs, they have great results. Yeah, they might not have been the best fucking players in the game. They might not be on the best team in the game, but they were good, you know, and their teams were good. But then this year, with all that stuff being removed, they just suddenly, like, aren't good anymore. Like, people think that they just stop shooting straight. That doesn't happen. You so don't yeah. just randomly stop shooting let's, straight. Let's, let's apply this directly to your teammate then, right? I mean, speak how... I'm sure you have nothing but great thing to say about Mac, but Mac, I never heard of Mac before this year. Yeah. Have you? Honestly, nope. no. Right. So now, and now he's one of the better players in the game in general, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know where you put him. I don't know how people rank anyone in this game, yeah. but like he's one of the better players in the game. Do you think that yeah. he'd have any problem transitioning? Let's say, by the way, let's let's just say it's forty four next year. Like, just say things just go flip on its head, just uh-huh. randomly. It's forty four next year, and it's a game like a normalish COD game. Yeah. This game. Do you think he transitioned just fine? I think he would transition fine. At first, if you asked me, like, before I even got to play with him or talk to him or get to know who he was, I'd be like, nah, no way. These kids are just going to magically learn how to play properly or whatever. But after teaming with him and talking to him every day and whatever it is and, like, getting to know him, I could tell that he's not just, like, a like a player that just doesn't think when they play. Like, he actually can communicate really well. Like, he has good comms. He understands what's going on. He knows, like, the BS and MW, like... He's very conscious of what's going on. It's not an accident. Like, his moves aren't accidental. It's very calculated. So when someone has a good mind like that and they're also, like, a sponge, uh, I expect them to be able to carry their talent into the next game. Well, that's the thing. Once a lot of those players get onto a team of pro players, they can learn, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. So, But, but like, going to the next game, if it is a, a good COD, I guess the question would be, do you think you can just go to challengers and pick up two players and immediately be contestable no. pros? Like how Optic no. just picks up Draws on Hollow and they're immediately no. contesting pro teams. Like like those kids were great. Draws on Hollow, Draza, amazing player. Hollow, amazing player. Great at MW. I'm not hating on them at all. But I just find it bizarre that you can go to challengers and just grab two people and immediately be competing with pro teams. Because if you look at any other COD from the last couple of years, you can't just go take two AMs and immediately contend with pro teams like that's not that's not really happening right um so yeah that, i guess that's my question you think hey, you'd i don't, be able to I do don't think so like i mean becoming in you're talking you talking about like out of the blue in between like in the off season or are you talking about during the season if they could do that during the season you could do that because you can obviously pick up like the best one and, yeah you could pick yeah. the best ams those Whoa. people they will be able to compete but like coming uh, into the off season if they're just randomly picking up ams that were like good at the end of this game people are saying black ops 4 phase academy it's way different with simp than it is with because simp was already like simp was already the truth yeah he was already like Like, it's it's different with that guys like it's not Oh, Simp was it's frying just... meat. Simp fried me and Pac-Man in a Black Ops 3 GB tourney. I was like, yo, who I remember that shit, kid? bro. <laughs> I, followed him, I followed him on Twitter. I was like, yo, I'm going to pick this kid up, bro. I followed we literally him. literally got beat by one player. Like, yeah. His bio said he was like 15 or something. I was like, ah, yeah, I Simp, him. I like, 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 we knew. Like, playing Simp in SD terms, like, we, like, that was, there was no hate on Simp. Like, if anything, people were, like, low-key kind of scared for him to turn 18. Like, no, there was we, definitely some hate on him because the gas was like, oh, he's just going to come okay, in and take a league. And everyone's some... like, yo, shut up, no way. 
but he actually did come over and do it. So it's like, damn, you we screwed knew every, even if people are hating, they knew low key that simple is going to be nasty. Yeah, yeah, no, everyone knew the kid was really good. Like, you can't take the cream of the crop, like elite type person, and be like, oh, look at him as an example. A same with Selium. Like, we knew Selium was going to have like some struggles in the beginning, but how good he was online, like. You low-key kind of knew he was going to eventually. Yeah. Really of course. Those like, guys that have been absolutely destroying since they started do not count. Like you just said. Yeah. Taking the extreme of the crop, taking the extreme of any example, it doesn't work. Just like if you took the exactly. negative extreme, it's just so pointless to do. But if you take the median. I thought Cell was a cheater. What the hell are you talking about? And also, <laughs> Hooch Lolo, you are an idiot. <laughs> he clearly doesn't, didn't watch the, the start of that show and the format of that show. <laughs> Um, yes, bro, you guys. Can just tell, bro, you, guys you can just tell understand. when you watch someone play. I like, don't understand. Yo, this kid's gonna be disgusting. At that Shit. point, after you've watched them play and you see that they're really good, you know they're gonna be good. It comes down to their character. Hold on, gonna dude. Listen, I gotta say something real quick, Lamar, because the chat doesn't understand this. As like a pro player, like you, if they're not on your team, you get you gatekeep, right? Like you're like, nah, bro, this kid's a joke online. He's got to prove himself. It's like that yeah. in any uh, sport. You have to prove yourself, bro. You get roasted, (laughs) and then you prove yourself, and then you gain the respect of your peers in any sport. You all that always happens. And with Celium, I never hated on Celium. I said that immediately getting picked up by Phase and getting what he got did not. That didn't happen in COD prior to that. I remember this, and I got a lot of hate, like old man yells at cloud, like type post on Reddit. (laughs) And I remember just thinking, like, wow, they really just picked him up out of the blue because that had never happened before. Like, what he got. Yeah, that's definitely not a normal thing. Yeah, it's not normal. It was wild. So, like, I just had to adjust that in the chat. I mean, and, like, as, like, an older head or whatever, he came in and got body slammed. Let's not forget. Body slammed. When he first came in, he was getting absolutely mctuckety. He had, like, a point three in a series. And me and I were like, bro, if I ever did this, I would get absolutely fried to oblivion. People already (laughs) fried my name to oblivion for no reason. But, like, if I had a point fucking four after a series, after a full series, you'd get tough to tough. bed. Yeah, but and then like, it's like, ah, it's a bad series. He'll get him next time. And he did get him next time. He, he proved himself for sure. But, like, for older players, for people like that, get absolutely. And <laughs> also, guys. Have, you would not have had another match with Faze. Uh, anybody that's super talented that comes in, that comes into the league, like, you, you, from watching them play, you could, you know, rate their ceiling or whatever you expect it is. You don't expect them to pull up and just absolutely obliterate everyone coming into a pro environment all of a sudden like expect them to prove themselves though either like, gonna, be, them to gonna be an adjustment team. period like if you see the kid super talented he shows up to his first tournament and he does like all right like it's not the end of the world bro you know he's really good he just has to adjust to it which is what cell did like the first tournament he played like probably pretty good but like not cellium level then the next tournament you probably start playing a little better then by the third fourth tournament he started frying everyone and that's just the way it works <laughs> john do you want to address ben in the chat Ben, Ben, Ben is the ultimate like phase super uh, dick no, rider, right? No rider. <laughs> like, yeah, like he's a fucking dick rider. So anything you say about him, he's like, no, dude, he came in and dropped the bomb. Like, I, first of all, we just got through saying how good we think Selium is, right? Did we not all three say that? Like, Selium's a fucking beast. But the fact that but he turned, bro. If you drop a point fucking four in a series, if Nameless went to a series and dropped a point four, fried, he's not bro. playing another series with that team unless there's another series that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> he's never playing again. Yeah, and even right. that series next weekend, his teammates are like, "You better drop a one point six. Like, yeah. like, a point four is atrocious. 
Ben's like, he only did that in one series, though. Like, what? You don't get other, ch- you don't get chances like that unless yeah, you know, you're a little finger that you put <laughs> yeah, Unless you either prove to be absolutely disgusting or nowadays, if you're a kid with a lot of potential. Now, he proved that he's really good, which is how we started that. But like to say that, like, <laughs> Lamar, what would happen if you dropped a point four? Oh, it'd like be super ultra chalked. Yes, so you'd Lamar. be done. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand how that's so Lamar, how that's not to be understood. Uh, question for you guys. This just popped up in my mind because yeah. I feel like this could be a big issue uh, next year with teams. Um, so seeing as how a lot of CDL teams found a lot of success with picking up amateur players, right, and paying uh, them not as much as big pro players or vet or vetted pro players, and they found a ton of success. Next year, does it worry you that like some of these CDL teams, their management might start to think that way in a game that might not be suited to pick up players like that. And they might be like, no, 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 this is what we're going to do. We're going to pick up these AM players and make this type of play for the year for I our mean, roster. Because like to me, it, that that scares the hell out of me thinking about I mean, it's definitely, think like that. Yeah, no, it's definitely, it's definitely scary. But if they have anyone in their organization that knows anything about COD, they'll know that you can't just blindly go into that. The right, only so way you Lamar, can... My counter to that is a lot of them have people, but a lot of them have people who they trust who might think, like, yo, let's pick up the hams. Like, it worked. No, no. I, I, there's, like, there's, a, there's a level here to it. Like, if you're coming into the next year and you're, you see someone like Simp or Selium, like, obviously, if you pick them up, there's nothing going wrong with that. Like, that's going to work out. There's not really many busts of players that, like, are that look that amazing that end up not being that good. You get what I'm saying? Agreed, agreed. But if you come in and you're just like, oh, let me just look at the top whatever four AM teams from their last tournament and you just pick like a random kid up that's not actually that Simpercellium level talented player or whatever, I don't think it's going to work out. I can see – I know. That's what I'm saying though. But I can see that yeah. happening is, is what I'm saying. I mean, if that happens, it's definitely frightening for all players for sure because if that happens, that'll be insane. But like – it would just be mind-boggling to me because I feel like the only way M's get picked up and it working out is one, like I said, the Simpsonium yeah, talent yeah. level wave where it's undeniable, or two, it's like midway through the season and you realize, yo, like this kid learned this game pretty well and he's one of the best AMs. All right, let's pick him up. But you Lamar, know? so the, the, re- the reason I bring this up, like, I, I think you're not, you know what I'm saying? Like going into next year, how much players yeah. were getting paid this year? And then they look at the yeah. success of a lot of the amateur players and realize these players are a lot cheaper. Like that is, that's a, got to be a huge worry for a lot of pros. Oh, it, no, it definitely is 100%. It is a worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I already said that. For sure, of course, is a concern for every player because that just, it's your job, you know, it's your I job, think it's your gonna, livelihood, whatever, I think it's, it's your value. Happen. I, I think it's going to happen. I think uh, a lot of these teams that didn't have a, a lot of success this year, um, I think uh, management's going to really be looking at the AM scene right now, um, this final challengers thing going on. I think they're really going to be making a play to get players for a lot cheaper because there is a lot of teams who severely underperformed that are getting paid a lot, um, which is just crazy. And then with the rumor of 4v4, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> That's, I mean <laughs> – Shit, I mean, I love 4v4 COD. Like, 4v4 COD is... No, but we all love that. I'm saying, what are your thoughts on, like, what it would do to... The community if, like, AM players took spots... Because immediately, 12 people gone. Yeah, that would be. Who, who are you thinking of those people that would get? Let's get. Hold on, no, no, no. We're, we're throwing too much, John. We're throwing too much at him. Hold on. So immediately, 12 people are gone. Thoughts. Yeah. I mean, that's... like that's insane that's super scary for players like that's insane i don't even know how to react to it because 12 people just get cut automatically and then from there it's also like a trickle down effect where 
let's say the top four teams, they all cut a player. That's going to have a trickle-down effect to where yeah. someone else gets kicked off the next team and the next team and the next team. And all of a sudden, you're the last person on the totem pole getting booted off, booted off, booted off until like... Dude, it's crazy, though. Down through the league. Because then you go, you go, all right, 12 people, bang, gone. And then you go, these management teams are like, Ams had a lot of success. We're paying this guy, you know, 300 plus. Bang, chalk him up. Let's let him fend for the Wolves. Pick up this Am for 100. It's like, it's going to be... <laughs> if that happens... That adds a whole nother element that makes it like, what the fuck is, is going on, right? Like a huge yeah. shift. What actually scares me is that I don't think that there's a lot of like smart behind the scenes people with these teams. Like if that happens, there's going to be so much it, John. good work needs to be done. Because I think this year, if it taught anyone anything, is that they have to be careful with how they structure contracts so that they can not get stuck in like a OGLA Seattle situation where if their team sucks, they can't do anything, right? But if it's 44, all of a sudden you have... I don't know what they're going to do with space with the contract, like the the uh, sa- the luxury tax or what's it called? Salary cap space. Yeah. But you also have like superstar basically that aren't on teams. Like how do you not go pick up Pierce? Like if you're Paris, no offense Paris. I know they just got second. So before everyone gets butt hurt. <laughs> but if you're, if you're Paris, how do you not go pick up Pierce? How do you not go look at like uh, Looney or how do you not go look at whoever gets dropped off Dallas? Like, yeah, like I'll take – Crim six or Illy or whoever the hell gets dropped off the team, like give me that guy. How do you not do that? And that takes a lot of a lot of work behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is that also like it also comes down to these circumstances where, let's say like you said, Optic and Seattle. That's the teams you use as an example, right? Like Sam is their superstar. App Jerry, like right, those three. Sam and then those two behind him. It's gonna come down to like. The org, are they just going to, of course, Sam's going to get locked up and no one, no one's letting Sam walk around anywhere. He's going to be playing for <laughs> Seattle, in my opinion. Like, there's no way that he goes anywhere but Seattle. So, like, do they just tell Sam, shut up, you're playing with whoever we signed, it is what it is, or are they going to yeah. take his opinion into account to make the team? Like, I feel like, personally, for me, it only makes sense that if you're investing so much into a superstar player, you're going to take his opinion Listen, into account on whoa. who he's playing with. Wait, but, 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 but. Did they not already do that? Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, like for, if if I manage my go, listen, like we're gonna make these like we we're making some different decisions going in this year. Um, they yeah, they need to make some moves. They need to hire some people and do some stuff. In my opinion, um, but yeah, you got to keep Sam right. He's nasty. Like, He's like yeah, no, in, or like even an optic situation. Like you have Austin, Kenny, Teej, like. Anyone that knows Austin, there's no way that he's just going to let an org formulate his roster for him for any year he's ever competing. Like, but you also don't want to go have crazy, a too, though, Lamar. You, you don't want to go crazy, too, because there are players that could be good at the next game. It's That's a really tough one, To th- now I'm thinking about it. The surge roster, what to do with yeah. them. It's really tough how much to pay that, like... That's really, really. I mean, really they already cool. have the thing is they already have their deal structured for next year yeah. with everyone having one plus one. But what not with not knowing the salary cap and how it works, like do you even keep them? Like they just have probably such a bad taste it in their just, mouth. It's just such a risky situation because, like, bro, like you can't just let Donk walk away like yeah. to another team without having a very similar replacement. You can't let bro, like, but people, he's not that desirable. Know, people talk about Jerry, but Jerry's Yo, good as hell. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. We were talking about it in a team speak one night, and I didn't even know this stat. And I'm gonna give Jerry some gas right now because, like, I f- kind of feel super disrespected just the way he got treated. Like, feels get, gets me disrespected to be honest. Because Krim literally told us in a team speak one night when we were all chilling. 
he looked up the stats or something, and before Modern Warfare, Jerry had the highest average placing out of any player besides like the Optic Dynasty members. How can you slander that person? That's insane. That's so much consistency. Slack was getting slandered all of Black Ops 4. And I remember uh, we had to like go in there and be like, yo, Slack's, Slack's been winning. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, it's because yeah, of how he is, though. Like, it, people, he's done it to himself realistically. I no, feel no, like. I mean, I get that. You could not like someone and, you know, that could delude your opinions about them. But, like, as an org, also, like, Whatever happened this year happened. How can you look away from that type of consistency that he has on his resume? You can't just let him walk but away. But also for free. with Slack, though, like nobody roasts Slack individually anymore. I, I think everybody just roasts the surge. Like when I go on Reddit, it's just like surge help Octane. Like I, I don't think Slack yeah. is like straight up individual. Hey, I think it was really just Black Ops Four where he was getting fucking toasted. Um, what do you say? How did he do that to himself, Dan? Um, well, I'm more alluding to the fact that he's always talking about gentlemen's agreements. He's really outspoken on his stream and stuff, and he says shit. And I think the community hears it, and then they roast him. And then it just fuels the fire for them to keep going at him. Trust I me, mean, I, just, I honestly, do the same thing. I do the same thing. So I know what I know that I'm contributing to it. Like, I'm not an idiot. That's just the, that's just the thing of the COD community, though. It's like everyone knows that the way this community operates is pretty much like a hive mind. Like, you could literally watch a broadcast of the CDL. And let's say you and let's say you say something like whatever it is good or bad about a player right you just say something go on reddit literally at any moment when that player gets talked about they're gonna verbatim say what you say about that player and just post on the reddit like yeah this is whatever <laughs> no <laughs> yeah. actually i disagree with that if somebody else if not i you, say like, if it. i say it they're going to Reddit and be like, I fucking hate Nameless. That's okay, the, okay, that, not that's, you, whatever. If they get my point, they will parrot it. Like you get what I'm saying? Like, that's just the way it works. Like any, any narrative that the casters put out on the broadcast or the analysts or whatever gets put out on Twitter by big personalities, that's a narrative that automatically, whether that supporter knows anything about this person or not, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Boom, that's it. That's that person's narrative, and it just sticks with them, period. I don't know. I don't know if I completely. Uh, I think a lot of the. I think the community forms their own opinions on people. I don't. I don't think it really. Like for the most part, and I think that they they run with it when it get when it gets on that Reddit. I'll be honest. I really think that's what happens because I go in there and I see shit that I haven't even heard anybody say, and they're, they're they're talking about it on Reddit. So I don't know if it comes straight up from a cast or a segment. Maybe like opinions on a show, like the Shotzi thing on the show where I said that and the contestant the point. But I don't know if that happens from the broadcast. I don't think I don't necessarily agree with that. It's probably no, happened I'm at not, times. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's the only the broadcast's fault or anything like that. I'm not trying to point fingers at them. What I'm my whole point of that topic is that. The way this community works is that whether it comes from the broadcast, someone that they like on Twitter, whatever it is, anywhere where they get any COD information, the second one narrative or one fact gets said about a player, that becomes that player's narrative. And it is so hard to break in this community because that just it gets attached to them right away. Hold on. Yo, Slack put or the quote, no SMG star on the surge. That's fucking facts, though. <laughs> but that is facts in this game, though. That is facts. So, like, how how are yeah. you? How, how is that? Like, our, we were actually in the team speak, like uh, me and a couple of the other talent. And we saw you guys complaining about that. And we were just like. It's facts. There's no SMG star on Surge. Why are they complaining about that? Like, that's, that is actually a literal fact. And, uh, like, for me, that's not the community running with it. That's the community realizing that this is legit. Like, there's, like, that's true. And they're, and they talk about it. Um, so, yeah, I guess I disagree with you, but 
I, obviously there's influence with anybody if a big pro says it or if anybody on, on broadcast says it obviously they're going to influence their own fans or cdl fans if the fan agrees yeah. with it um but yeah i mean the big like for just the seattle situation that you're like talking about like the reason because when pros look at it they're like okay because uh, we always talk about stuff obviously in TeamSpeak. i was talking with jerry the other night in TeamSpeak. i hope he doesn't care that i'm saying this is like it's a true fact that like Let's say, I don't remember the exact stats, right? But let's say Jerry or App, they have like probably like 0.9 something, like close to a one, right? There's other players that are on other teams that are winning their matches that are dropping those same stats. And people are like, wow, this kid's really good. <laughs> but because their team's just doing bad, they're dropping the same stat or whatever it is. It's like, damn, that kid's ass. But it's like, yo, one of your players on your favorite team is dropping that stat. And you're like, yo, he's nasty, bro. Like, look at that shit. But because they don't win or lose the game, like, they're like, oh, this guy's just ass. You get what I'm saying? Well, I, mean, That's why I, I just, I, I guess I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't think people think that Jerry's ass. I yeah, think he I don't came think people, in saying that Jerry's just, very good. Their team, their team sucks because they do suck. No, no, but I'm not. I'm not here to defend just the surge or whatever. I was just using them as the example of like this whole dynamic that pros. I guess talk I just about don't the understand the the argument here. I I, I don't truly because like surge is not good. If people are saying that surge sucks, it's true. Like if, if we're like we're using them as an example, so I don't, I don't understand the argument. Like if if you say like you, like if you, you, my thing, if you, you, you want me to reiterate that you take two people's stats that are on different teams with one that has their their team as a result, they're going to oh, gas okay, up that, the player with the same exact stats. But yeah, I mean the point of the game is to win. Maybe they're just yeah. doing things on the map that lead to that winning. Also, that Obviously, player might have moments and, where he's doing things well and he's and he wins. So it's like, yeah, you gas up this player for also, point nine and do it. And, and obviously, his team's winning and his ARs are like, for example, we go let's let's Florida or whatever, right? Let's say yeah. Havoc has a point nine, but they win in a three zero fashion, and we see Havoc do some great moves on the map, take some great routes, and Skies and the rest of the team has a one point three, right? We get and somebody gasses up havoc from a moment he had and like he's just making the right plays and they won. Surge, let's say Slack has a point nine. Octane goes for triple double and their team gets <laughs> and their team gets shit on. And then somebody asks you about Slack and you go, Slack is not as good as Havoc. Obviously, you're gonna say that because their team's not winning. And you, you know, what I mean, it's just I I don't understand that that comparison. If it was two teams that were equally playing the same, like performing at the same level. And they both had point nines, and one got roasted, and the other didn't. Like then, might be a little the bit big, different. It also hurts. It also hurts that team specifically because Sam always has like a one point four k. Yeah, the <laughs> biggest the biggest thing is that to be honest, it's like not really many people's faults. It's just that you don't have the time on broadcast all the time. I guess sometimes people probably have the opportunity, but not all the time. Or on broadcast, or on Twitter, or on their streams, or whatever, to give the type of education to give people that like to realize that. There's a lot more that goes into it when the player's doing bad or good or a team's doing bad or good. It's not just, oh, their AR has a 1.1 instead of a 1.4. That's why they're losing. Or their sub player has a 0.9 instead of a 1.1. That's why they're losing. It's like, bro, people that are talented are going to do good when their team system is good. When their team is playing good, the yeah. players are going to do good. Oh, when the yeah. team's not playing good and the team's just playing the game wrong and bad, doesn't matter how good you are, you're going to end up doing bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, that- and it's just yeah. on the viewer, it's on the viewer, that, that, that should be translated. That type but. of education to like teach people all of that. So it just comes down to a face value scenario where or, it's like, oh, just look at the blank numbers and say ass or not ass. You know, yeah. for something like that, though, you need more than like. I guess that would be like the analyst segment of a, of a thing, but you need more than yeah, like. We don't we don't even have that right now, by the way. Like 
So I guess yeah, no, uh, no, of some course. Like, uh, like some people go afterwards and break down the games and talk about like certain plays. You can yeah. do that. But you don't have time for that on a broadcast. Of course, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's well, what we don't have a. We actually it. currently in our broadcast don't have a post game oh. analysis segment with the way online works. Usually, we would go straight to a desk and have analysts new post game now we don't have post game analysis it's all pre-game predictions and then we go straight into the next match to get no yeah of course that's what i'm saying like you can't like it's not only the production or anyone's fault or whatever it is it's just something that we as a community i would hope will start to learn and grow as the years go on through the cdl because right now like that base level of pod knowledge isn't really there for like much of the community and i think as the years go on and people start getting more and more educated about it these opinions will arise like more clearly yeah i think reddit is a lot of like memes and and funny and and rage this year um but in other years there has been some good stuff on the reddit and our faith like i feel like at least our reddit and core fans they know more than we give them credit for at, at most of the time and uh this year though it's been a lot of memes and stuff because of how the game has been and switching to online so i think you know maybe that's why it's manifesting and you guys are talking about it in like in the team speak and shit like that because yeah. everybody shares that same opinion about the game and that's probably what it's like. Um, I mean, I think yeah, it, all, no, no, it also falls to like the developer to make sure there's a way for the players to play. If you play a game at a high level, like I put, if you understand how the game is played, you understand the plays that people are making. And right now there's no way for people who aren't either top M's or pros to even play the right. game. God, like how you guys yeah. play the game. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Work. So they can't, they can't possibly break down a play like a guy. Yeah, yeah. Or you picking up something that, that you can pick up if you played the game that you don't need someone to tell you like and i will also say this lamar because this is might have never been said to you before or any uh you know any other cod pro in the chat um think about it like this i'm sure in every other sport right in every other sport that you can think of around the planet every pro player in all the sports wishes the fan knew the game like they did but unfortunately they don't so fans are gonna form their own opinions they're gonna run with things that might not be exactly what you or the rest of the pros agree with but that's just how it is i think i realized that like right when i quit playing um i realized that's that's I'd, if they if they knew the game as good as me i wouldn't have a job of course they're not gonna know but, it but, but what i'm saying is you, you can't know, expect them like, you can't expect like, them to to but, to accurately judge players because they don't know it like you do so that's like that's something that people always talk about like you guys you, you guys are idiots you don't understand this players is this good like they're not gonna understand I, it i personally wish to be honest and like i i don't want to make this like a whole segment of me just wishing things that were improvement on the broadcast or whatever but like i watch a lot of cobra i watch every vod even if i miss a match i'll watch it back whatever it is i watch every broadcast that any the cdl puts on or cwl whatever it is i don't think i've heard one time uh an analyst or a caster or someone say something along the lines of yeah these players are really good the team's performing bad and maybe these players are doing bad because their team just isn't good or what like and they need to get learn how to play the game and these players will perform better or whatever it is it's always always at any time whether there was a live event or an online event the topic is look at his stats the topic has never been maybe they're not doing as good because of the like to argue that that is said that is said in the beginning of the year but as the year goes on if a team is continuously playing bad you stop giving them that benefit of the doubt but in the the beginning of the year that happens a lot because i remember because in the beginning like one or two teams will ever know how to play the game in the beginning of the year. Later on well, in the I'm year is when people the first actually know. I'm talking about the first couple of months. We Even always the first talk couple about, months. We always talk like about how a player teams. develops over the years. And, and I'm thinking, or develops over the year. And I'm thinking even back like a, 
three, four, maybe five events ago, we're like, we know at the end of the year, when he gets the champs time, Apathy is going to be a very good player. Like, those things are said, so I don't I don't agree with you there no, either. I, I must be fucking high. Chat, if I'm wrong, tell me. <laughs> Type in the chat. If I if you guys have heard that more than uh, once. I mean, but like, what do you... So you're saying you've never heard anybody go... you never heard a caster go when a team's getting bullied, go, okay... These guys are really good players. They just don't know what they're doing. They're going to be good at the end of the year. You've never heard that that being said? Because I've heard Clint say Optic's going to be good by the end of the year, maybe 50, 60 times throughout the course of this year. Is that not true? I don't know. I'm looking at, all I'm doing is I'm looking at the chat right now. I see you is right, right, right. I'm well, right, right, course, right, 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 right. Of course. These are the same people you were just condemning, by the way, the fans. Nah, I love so, so <laughs> now, now you love them, though. But you see what I'm saying, though? Like, do you disagree with that? How many times has Clint said Optic is going to be good by the end of the year? It happens a lot. So, like, I just feel like people aren't giving – are, like you're saying to and you country. and you specifically at i don't give you a lot of the benefit of that, that i give some of the other cashers because you know you should know more about the game than anyone on that that's broadcast. fair well, that's, that's i expect that's you to bring fair. up i expect you to bring up some of these points when you can but i feel like you don't well we'll, Listen, we'll try to change that, hear that kind of stuff and there's no way for them to actually understand it or know what's going on i i don't really i don't really i see what you're saying lamar i get your point obviously but I just want to know if I'm making sense or I'm being delusional. No, no, no. no. I get what you're saying. You want – no, no, no. Lamar, you want people to not shed a bad light on certain players who don't deserve it. I completely understand that. And I'm I, not against scrutiny. I don't want to come out like, oh, why are people talking bad about these players or this and that? Like, everyone's good. Everyone's that. Like, no. The fact of the matter is not everyone's good. There are people that are bad. There are people that are underperforming. There are people that are overperforming, whatever it is. That's all true narratives. But there's also a narrative that I feel like needs to be talked about. Sometimes in the cases where it does apply is where, okay, these players are good. You could tell that they're talented players, whatever, whatever. They're just playing the game wrong, and that needs to come from they need to figure it out, whatever. But I feel like that narrative that I just said, the one where they need to learn how to play the game and then XYZ will improve, is like 1% of the time when it's actually like a larger portion than what's actually shown. I, I, I agree with that. Um, but when a team, when is, how, when a team how, is consistently so getting trash, though, it's, as, it's a, as someone that's on a broadcast, how are you supposed to decide that? Like, you don't know what's going on in the comms. You don't know any of that. You just watch the games and what happens. Well, you watch the game and you tell, like, yo, right. what the but, fuck oh, are these arrows doing? Look at this world doesn't know what they're doing. That means you suck, right? Yeah. You don't know what you're doing. It's, it's a really – hold on, hold on. Real quick, real, 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 quick, real quick. What Lamar's asking can be done, but it's a really slippery slope because – on one hand, it's like a team is getting shit on four events in a row, but you know that the players are good. So, like, for me, like, that's why I made that prediction, like, when the surge started to look better. I was like, yo, I was joking when I said they would win, but I did think they were going to get better and go further. I was, I was like, they're going to win the tournament as, like, a bold prediction. I did think they were going to go further than they did, but then they got shit on. So, it's it's a really slippery slope when, like, only, when, when a team learns to, to say this team will learn and get better because that does not always happen. You don't know for sure if a team will learn and get better because of what John said. You don't know what the comms are like. But, like, yes, I agree. We shouldn't be roasting individual people if they're – Let me let me say this because uh, I'm only saying this because Josiah said it in the chat, right? I noticed it myself, but the casters never noticed it or said it in the match. But because Josiah said it in the chat, I want to address it. And let me start this before anyone clips it and starts saying I'm talking shit. That I think Sam is an amazing player, right? <laughs> I think that, like Josiah said in the chat right here, he said, I played 20 minutes of Batside on Hackney and my hard carry didn't watch it. Sam is an amazing player. But if you watch their matches back from the last weekend... Both times on the break off of good side of Hackney Dom, 
They won their fights in B, the other team ran up mid and entried their AR players and got the flip right off the rip in the first 20 seconds onto the bat side. And now they're running around getting shit on for the next five minutes, spawn trapped. Okay. But it was not even mentioned one time like, damn, this person that's their 1.5 that so, needs help. So, 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 hold on, no, no, let me talk to you. Lamar, Lamar, you're wrong. Lamar, you're wrong. At the end of the last contest of the point episode, I literally said Sam was overrated by the community. At the very end of the last contest, I said that, and I brought up things, and I brought up things like that. This has nothing to do with just Sam. I'm using that as an example because Jerry brought it up. Well, no, well, no, but but what I'm saying is like that happens, but people choose to like not really. Well, to be fair, they also don't have, and already said they don't have a. A post match analysis segment. Uh, you don't need a you don't need a post match analysis. You see it happen well, in you the can game do it during the game. Oh well, then you're, oh well. I mean, th- that also happens super fast, and you guys are also paying attention and watching the shit back and watching it on a different level than they are. They're literally casting what they see. They're casting whatever the observer ca- like picks up for the most part and calling off of mini map what they see. Like they don't exactly have. They don't have all the information that you have. They don't play the game all the time like you do. They're not going to be able to pick up all the stuff, especially in the game. I strongly disagree with the sentiment that a lot of the pros in the chat are share. Um, I think that it is it is represented pretty well um, when a team's bad and like we know that players are good on that team. I think it's represented well. I I, I disagree with you guys completely. App Slack, all of you, like your team is just not good. Like <laughs> there's nothing to be said other than that your team is just not good. Like it, that's it's simple as that. I strongly disagree. I'll try to hold back. But like, Serge's ass. Like, there's nothing else to say. Like, it's true. And, like, Sam is the player who is performing, and people are going to talk about that. In any sport, if a team is ass, with the Cowboys, for example, there are people who go, they have so much talent, but they, they can't seem to win. That happens, bro. Like, Why are you bringing up the Cowboys? Because like, you're a Cowboys fan. But I'm just saying, like, that happens. <laughs> and, like, for, for the casters in particular, like, I, I agree. Like things happens that people miss. Sometimes that happens in sports too. They're going to miss things sometimes. Like that's just how it is. Um, but in post, you can go and you can break that down. But yeah, I disagree with, with Slack and apps assessment. I think that. I mean, that's fine. You could disagree with them. Don't even pay attention to what they're saying right now. My whole discussion is like those little moments like that, I feel like need to be talked about more in games. Like you're on the good side of a hackney dom and you guys are getting entry for the flip right away. And now your teammates are getting spawn trapped for the next five minutes. Uh, that should be like a holy shit! Look at the big mistake this person made. I just oh do that God. all the time. I, I feel like you're not giving the, like like the the chances and the joes of the world crap. I feel, no, I hear they do, do it. They do it. I'm not saying they don't do it. I I never said they do it zero percent of the time. You're saying that they just misses something. They, they don't do it all the time. I, okay. I mean, like there's been times <laughs> I, where I watch it like. I hate, I hate that this has become like a me trying to critique the broadcast type of uh, podcast. That's not what I want to do at all. But they do do it. They do it. But, but just what you're hoping is that there was there was like a like a segment uh, that, that 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 was formatted around those moments to educate the viewers. Yeah. What I, I agree. What, I agree. What other, fight, we've been fighting that fight longer, too. I think yeah. what other longer established sports have like baseball has it, football has it inside the NFL, baseball tonight, where they have like full hour shows where they actually break stuff down to try to like where they can actually take the time and break stuff down. You don't just don't have the time. And you're gonna miss stuff at the time. Well, what is it? In- oh, wait, John, exactly. is it inside baseball? Like it's like three it's, beers. It's, it's baseball. What's up? No, inside baseball. baseball. It's an inside it's baseball. baseball. Okay. Oh, exactly. You are right. And they, they do do it all the time. Like you said, 
they people do do it all the time but like you said when you're casting i've never cast it before so i don't know but you're bound to miss things like we when i'm watching it i'm not paying attention i'm just looking at the minimap i'm looking at the game and i'm noticing everything when you're casting you're obviously going to miss things but i think that like you said those moments should go back in between the dead zone of dead time of games or whatever's going on something could be figured out i don't know it's not my job to figure out when's the best time to do it but to bring those type of plays up and to talk about them and just educate the fans on how like big moments of the game that kind of flew under the radar that like you only noticed if you really paid attention. You know what I'm saying? That would be That's true. Also, Dom awesome. brings up a really good point. He says, do fans want to see that though? And this is something that when I was on the desk last year that we talked about. Wait, we did like, that. They tried, did that last they year. tried to do like the super analytical version of it. And like, obviously your core fans, your hardcore fans, they're going to love it because they want to see the breakdown and stuff. But people were just turning the shit off. Like nobody was watching. Yeah. They don't, they don't so, really care. So to take you guys on a, a trip through time, when I first started doing the desk with Revan in uh, World War II, we actually did that after every series and nobody watched it. They all exited out. Like our viewership would completely plummet. It was like me, Revan, and then Chance. We'd go up there and we would actually have clips every time that we would go in and we'd go through in post-game segments. They were super good, but nobody watched it. So then the next year we started to do it a little bit more. We'd do like one clip when it was like me, John, and study. And we're like, oh, this shit's not working. So it ended up changing and changing and changing. And now we're at the point where we don't even have a, a post-game segment, which will end up, that's because of online, but that'll end up getting fixed going into next year. But yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you there. I think. Um, yeah, I mean, if they don't want to watch it, then I understand what, like, whatever's going on. But that's just the things that I'm venting right now and talking about is like just hopes that we have as players to improve just the overall health and state and, you know, education. So to rewind, can- Lamar, to rewind to the core of this, the point of this is to do what to paint certain players in a better light. And not even just players like I don't even because like I said, I'm not here to say don't scrutinize us, don't whatever. Like I understand that all of us are under a magnifying glass or microscope like we are going to be scrutinized. We're going to be praised all of that. Like that's going to be there. But there's just certain times where I feel like the game education of the gameplay side can take more of an account than the scrutiny of players or teams. You so, know what I'm saying? Oh, no, no, no. All right. So now I think you're saying so you're saying the fun of like a lot of the things that like how you know people joke about CEO poking fun at certain teams that time yeah. should be taken to educational uh you know segments or things like that yeah. for, the, for the viewer okay i now i get re- what you're what you're saying because we really had to break that down to see what you guys actually wanted so that i mean i i agree i think it could be sprinkled in here and there um and but you still have to have those fun moments, like the no. Of course, yeah, no. Like no one's. We're we're not all like soft little babies. Like oh no, don't say we did bad or did good. Like bro, you get shit on, you get shit on. We know we claim our shit. Like if I get smoked, I'm gonna be like, I got fucking smoked. It is what it is, you know. Don't. We're not saying don't say that about us when people do bad or good. But just those other moments to take those opportunities to try to uh, elevate the overall understanding of COD to just our viewership and our fans and everything like that. So let's move on to the next topic because people want to hear us talk about champs. So okay. going into playoffs and champs, the format of it being a weekend and a week and another weekend. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I think that that's a it's a hectic situation because like Call of Duty in general is pretty day to day, and then also like this game is pretty day to day. So you could pull up to that first weekend, obliterate everyone you're playing three o three o smoked top four and then <laughs> by the next week it's like oh shit like you could you could have literally leveled up 
if you're a team that barely got by to the top four or level down if you're a team that dominated literally within that week. You know what I'm saying? I guarantee you at the end of the tournament, there's going to be people that will tweet, damn, if we fucking played that tournament throughout that whole weekend, we would have won that shit or we would have won this or we would have done that or they would have been like, ah, we would have lost it if we played because we got we learned this in the next week or I don't know, Think something like that. Think about a fan perspective. I mean, bro. that's not, yeah, it's mostly about As fans, well. right? And, and like, because I mean, that's the way it is for most sports and anything. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. you, you I mean, just go even even other esports. League of Legends plays that over like a like I don't know how long, but they don't play. They play one round at a time, and they go. You're to you're you're a hundred percent right in the time framing, but we also know ourselves that COD is not as uh, consistent or like those games are le- less day to day than COD. But it's also it's also kind of fair in the fact that everybody starts this. Everybody starts the same weekend, starts competing the same weekend, and then. So what do you, you know, do for scrims? No, that's what I'm saying. But it's still an equal. It's still like everybody's in the same situation. Everyone, so whoever whoever adapts the best to less practice through the week is going to be the best player. Oh, I definitely think it's tough. But how many days in between is it? Is it like four days? Five days. Five days. Five days. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You gotta like pay a team to come and scrim you or scrim like the 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 other team that's you know that's not in your side. It's just like the only thing you can really do. But in terms of like for broadcast, like of course the, we're all gonna do what we gotta do to yeah. get some practice in. But like, damn, it just sucks because <laughs> it is like it is what it is. We're gonna deal. We we are dealt the cards. We're gonna play the hand. Like it is what it is. But we, I obviously wish as a player that it could all be played on one weekend because that's just the way like it should go in my mind. You no, know? I know it's it's super tough. But I'm just thinking like, dude, that'd be like a lot, a lot of cod in like four or five days. Is like if you take that break, it's like you can soak it all in, make like have some cool shit for a really cool show. Yeah. Make it like, super I don't like that reasoning. I feel like you'd be in a suit right now, and so I'll let you. I know, I know. I'm just we've done just, those five day, four day tournaments for ten years, and it's been the best viewership and most hype ever. Like. <laughs> I'm trying to act like it's too much cot to soak in, bro. Come on. I just, oh man, I really like having that those two big days. Like I just, <laughs> I, I like, I like it's having that. Good, John, good, what are your bro. thoughts on that? I mean, I honestly, I mean, being a player on both sides, I actually would have preferred in cod for it just to be one day and just to get it over with. Like, get, let's get this popping in like or one weekend, I should say, not one day. But you know, let's get popping, get it over with. I don't think that it's developed to the point where we need multiple weekends for champs. It kind of just kills the vibe. And in I COD, mean, like in Mars, they can't practice. That. Yeah, but they're, they're, their setups are completely different than COD setups. Like, it is a thing where they won't be able to practice. Like, if after you get knocked out, there's no way you're getting on the scrim. You're not taking any amount of money from from anyone to get on and scrim them for their final. Like, that's not going to happen or whatever. The I don't know how it goes. Is it, like, to top four? After, yeah. Or yeah, what do they play? Four, the top four? Top yeah, like, those top four teams, is that's it. Like, they might get a scrim or two in against each other, but even that scrim is not going to be taken very seriously because they're not going to they're not gonna show anything. We're so gonna basically, it basically, it's going to be a week of, of pure research on each other trying to figure out exactly what they can do. But the gameplay will be, like, I would say it's going to be a little bit worse than if it was just, if they just continued it straight through. So yeah. I think that it would be cool to just keep it going. You just got I mean, to gotta find a... One team that gets knocked out, Lamar, you just got to find a partner team like, yo, 10% if we win, you got to give us your all. You need to give us your all. If we win, if we win, you have to come take that 10% from my dead body. And you got to give it your all in practice when we play. You don't have to come rob me for that 10%. Going into champs, who do you think your biggest opponents are? Like, who who would you be 
Bears. Not necessarily worried, but like, <laughs> like, like apprehensive. Like, all right, this is the team we're about to play. Like, okay. Um, I mean, I can't really tell you there's any team where I'm like, oh my god, we play them or whatever. But I can just tell you what I th- who I think the best team is right now. I think Dallas plays the game the best right now. But besides that, I, that's like the only like really good compliment I could give out. I never really feel like, oh man, we play this team. Like, oh shit. Like any I other. Go ahead, John. Can I ask that, how has could... Grimm been going since you guys like you guys won and everyone was up on you guys and then you guys kind of got choke slammed in the very next homestand? Yeah, we did. How has Grimm's been going since then? <laughs> uh, Scrims have been going good the last the last few days because we took some time off during the last tournament, obviously to like watch the matches and just chill out. Not really anyone to scrim, but since we've come back like a few days ago, I think Scrims have been going really well for us. Obviously, there's hiccups here and there for whatever, but that's just all a part of the process. But we've been winning uh, a lot of maps and you know been doing some good practice. Thank you for the five gift to Machete. Appreciate it. Um, with like, are there any teams in the top four that you are like that people regard as top four that you're just completely just not worried about? Stop trying to give some freaking bait out of me, bro. I'm just wondering, like, is there is there a team? Is there any teams you're just not worried about? Nah, I mean, nah, bro. I'm worried about everybody, bro. They treat treat everyone as a threat. Bottom four, top four, it don't matter. You got to treat everyone the same. I mean, these are just. I mean, we're nearing the. We're been practicing these answers, bro. We're nearing. So soon now. I've been having training, bro. Come on. For you guys to understand, chat, we're nearing the end of the episode. In the beginning, Lamar was like, "Yo, guys, don't set me up." So now, after our long conversation, I'm asking them some some random tough questions. Um, but I think we should probably start the call-ins here in a, in a second. So we have a bunch of people waiting. Um, but Lamar, Lamar, who's the worst starter in the league? Come on, here it bro. Is. Are you trying to get me in trouble? I'm not trying to get you in trouble. All right, all right, all right. In your, in your opinion, who, which starter in the league would you not want to play with? So it could be multiple factors. Maybe he's not the worst player. I mean, clearly it's Trey Zero, right? No, uh, no, 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 definitely not. Trey. I'll take Trey over a lot of players. <laughs> Look, there is someone, I feel like you know who it is, John, but I'm just not going to say it, bro. If people have hey, been why? in the recently, they know exactly who it is that I would never want to play Wait, with Wait, what? Why? I'm not aware of this. Who is it? Don't worry about it, bro. Next question. All right. All right. <laughs> Who's the most underrated starter in the league? Uh, Asim. Asim. These guys. Nah, I can't say. Hey, that. <laughs> yo, it's my my Middle Eastern brother, bro. Shout out Palestine. Baby. Let's go. We gotta stick together, bro. This is not a lot of us in college. It's crazy. Um, so I agree with that. It's not slacked up. He's not underrated. <laughs> no, all, right, who's the most, all right, Lamar. Who's the most overrated player? Not the worst. Overrated. I know who he wants to say. No, you don't. We'll get, we'll get other people. Who is, it, who is it then? I'm trying to think. Hold on. Give me a minute, bro. You can't just like throw this, oh, throw this on me and just. Because it came to your head. You, it just didn't come out. That's why you grinned. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm genuinely <laughs> thinking about it. I'm grinning because of the question, bro. I just don't. Whatever, whatever answer I give, there's going to be repercussions for it. So I'm just thinking of a good answer. Um, overrated, bro. Like who's really, I don't know. <laughs> I can't give you a good answer, but I'm really trying to think. I can't. I really can't. There's not. Uh, there's not anyone that I think that's like really overrated that isn't excelling. Like if they're overrated, it's because they're really good. I don't know, man. Um, fuck. All right, bro. I'll, I'll say, man. I'll say he's not a starter anymore. But I think Goddard was overrated, bro. Damn. Okay. Hit kick a he, brother he's while not, he's, down. So he's not. A, he's not afraid of the smoke from Goddard. Kicking a brother why. while he's down, bro. That's just. Not... <laughs> 
<laughs> Sheesh, bro. Like, at least let him have his clout going into next year. It's crazy. But look at guys, Scump, bro. Wait, look at, chat, chat that's not, not Scump. Yeah. You didn't Scump, enter any of our Scump, minds. Not, yeah, right? Only the child trolling. Seth is so <laughs> soft, bro. Oh, Scump, Seth, everybody thinks you're good, bro. We all think you're good. You're a solid, nah, got, good player. I thought he was good, and then the, the sub got nerfed. Now he's getting chokeslammed. That guy is bummy. Seth is a burgie. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm kidding, bro. He's gonna. Oh shit! I'm excommunicated. Seth thinks that a lot of people think he sucks for no reason. He's solid. Everybody knows Seth is solid, man. You just not. You're just not like Seth. You're just not dominant. He's not dominant anymore. That's it. He's got to accept it, bro. He's entered old man years. You're just. You're just. Wait, no, it's true, Seth. You're just solid, and you're actually pretty. You've been pretty good at search this year. That's the best up in the game. <laughs> Let's, get Let's get podcast questions in here. Or Seth the, is an above dude. average, you know, just teetering on the edge of being an elite player, but he's not ultra elite anymore. This is true. All right. Um, let's do the Collins. He's so mad. He's so mad. All right. Let's start the Collins now, dude. Um, ben, Dragon, the first Colin. That's not even hate. I just said he's an above average teetering on the edge Run. of being elite. It's true. Yeah, he's hey, all right. Yeah, looks good, bro. Hey, good to be back. You know, I've been seeing you guys streaming. Pretty fun. Bro. Can't wait. Um, shoot, what was my question? Oh, yeah. Um, so we've seen a lot of GAs this year, right? Yeah. Um, certain players don't like him because, like, doesn't favor their team. What's up? No, you said yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and other teams don't like the GAs because it hurts their team. Um, but then in the past, we've also had the whole, like, band protect thing where – it's more of like a match-to-match basis. You kind of strategize, like, who am I playing against? What would help or affect them? Um, so as a player in the league, accuracy, and mm-hmm. someone who has actually been, like, vocal about GAs, what do you think is the perfect balance? Um, I don't think Band and Protect is the way to go. I think that there needs yeah. to be people that uh, – well, first, let me tell you why I don't think it's the way to go because you just can't get proper practice for matches that way. Like, let's say – I want to ban the M4 and the MP5 every time in my ban and protect. No one's going to scrim me anymore. Like, pro teams are not going to be like, bro, I'm not scrimming you freaking M, uh, banning the M4 and the MP5. And then now the whole match comes down to a race on who protects the M4, protects the MP5 the fastest in the beginning of the ban and protect. You know what I mean? Um, but I think that there needs to be a unbiased group of people, whether it can be like, it shouldn't be pro players. It should be people that are not physically involved with the league like as competitors that need that know cod and know what should be in and should be out and can also like filter out the extreme outliers when people when pros ga like too far or ga too little or whatever it is that can filter out and decide like what is good to keep in and what's bad but who would that be because you're saying someone not in the league someone not affiliated with it so like are you saying uh, developers at this point or like retired I mean, pros it should be like, I think Pac-Man's a good option and he should have other people. Oh, yeah. It should never come to like one person. It should be like a committee of a couple people, maybe like mm-hmm. three people, four people, whoever you can think of that can filter out when pros are over GAing or like not wanting GA things because they think their team's good with it or whatever it is and move from there. The problem with what you're saying, though, like even yeah, though right. you say my name for it, the problem is you guys figure this out over time. Like we'd have to scrim for two three weeks you can't be like all right you can only use one smoke do you know what i mean like yeah we'd have, to, we'd have to scrim for so long against other people playing at like really hard to make that is true. 
to where the, reason be... why, the reason why we find the GAs or come up with GAs is because, like Porter said it best, like we play to break the game. We play right. to abuse whatever's mm -hmm. going on. So we're going to find out all the broken things faster than anyone possible. And yeah. but then they're just the only issue with it is that there does need to be that boundary because there's a lot of people that do vote on GAs that are uh, like bias and stuff like that. I think it should so, be killer. That's it. Who it should be? Fool is trolling, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a really tough situation. It just really comes down. To, realistically, it comes down to the developer because whatever rule yeah. anybody else puts in place, whether it's you know people outside, not a affiliated coach or any not affiliated with the league. If it's people who decide it there, the pros are still going to come up with stuff that they don't want to use if, if it doesn't, you know, adhere to what they want. So yeah, it, it has to, it comes down to the developer to make a very balanced game that people are happy with. It comes um, down to that, sure. but I will say this though: that is just as being a player for however many years, I think there's been like very, very, very rare circumstance where we've like over G8 something. Like if something gets G8, it's a pretty valid reason why, and it'll end up going through. Are you sure, bro? Like, like, I mean, and I, I have no like bad intention in saying this, but I do yeah. think like the 10 millimeter was kind of too far. I mean, I'm what happy you got you guys a dog, you know, I'm, I, I support Zuma, but like, I think that was too far, which is why it was changed back. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think that was too far. I think that should have been. I think it was too far only because it was done very late in the season. If it was handled early, I don't think it was too far. The only thing that I think has been GA'd that's too far was the AUG. Everything else, I think, has been rightfully, you know, taken out. Damn, we didn't even see that shit in a match either. It was just gone, too. Nah, yeah. Yeah. I think the AUG was too far. That is what blew everything out of proportion. I but everything besides that. that, I think we've handled properly. Well, that got GA'd like the day before FaZe played their match, too. No, not the day before. That's what I did. No, I DM'd, no, no, no. I, DM'd, I DM'd uh, RJ, and he was like, yeah, we played our, our our last scrim was at like 7 or whatever, whatever time he said, the day before the tournament began. And we were like, just stopped using Augs at that time. Cap. Like, we agreed. So, like, Cap. or maybe it was two days. Either way, it was like right before the tournament. Um, which It was definitely crazy. a few days before the tournament. Yeah, like a couple well, everyone, days. Everyone else saying that's not true, so, Yeah. yeah. All right, I don't want to stretch out my time, but thank you're you guys. good, bro. No problem. Appreciate right. it. Are you sure? That was too <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> All right, get the next one in here, Ben. By the way, that was the guy who made the podcast theme song, bro. That guy's elite. Nah, he's cool. You had a good question. He was respectful. Let me find this uh, DM. Jake, how you doing, brother? Yo, what's good? I'm chilling. It's good, you bro. Sound like you're chilling. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's um, good, bro? Jake, you're a regular man. Welcome back. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I want to ask accuracy. Everybody loves to praise him for his leadership. So I want to ask, what makes a good leader, and what do you think makes you a good leader? Um, well, that's a good question. God, I like <laughs> he's that. so happy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think what makes a good leader is someone that can get everyone to be on the same page about what they need to do in game. Like during practice, get everyone on the same page on how to play these situations. And I think that that's like really important. And also, you know, make sure that there's like a, like a, every, you hold everyone accountable. I think that's what's really important because once people start slacking off and you're not holding them accountable, then it could just spiral out downwards for your team. I think that's super, super important. And then, uh, what makes me a good leader, like, to be honest, I don't really like to, like, talk about that too much because I don't want to, like, 
I don't know. <laughs> like, like no, trade secrets. No, 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 not, 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 no, not give a trade secret. It just sounds weird to like talk about yourself in that manner. You know what I'm saying? Like, it sounds weird to like gas myself up like that. But um, I think that just the biggest thing is just always trying to push my teammates to be better, uh, hold everyone accountable, and try to perfect the game uh, and take the game very seriously in a way that I feel like most people don't take COD. And I think that really helps the teams that I'm on. All right. All right to, to add to this question, so me and you teamed, we would yell at each other nonstop, like, but it was always to get better, right? How important would you say to, to have teammates that you can actually just talk to, like, bluntly and say whatever you need to say? I think you know, it's very important. Like, just it's says what you're saying, but it's always to get the team better. Super rare, dude. I think, I think it's super, 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 super important because if you have to sugarcoat everything, uh, then it's just you're not going to get the point across sometimes. Like sometimes it is going to be cut and dry. Sometimes it is going to be blunt. And sometimes it is going to be uncomfortable. Like you have to be, if you want to be the leader, if you want to be a leader on your team, you have to be okay with confrontation. You have to be okay with discomfort. And you have to be okay with having those uncomfortable conversations. And that uncomfortability is what's going to bring greatness out on the other end. And I think that's super important that people need to like get past that whole, it's just vibes and vibes and whatever. Like now, nah, like there needs to be some of that, competitiveness some of that like bluntness that's gonna bring change after the vibey way that doesn't vibe play. thing got big in like jetpack games anyways and then yeah. Yeah, we just need the vibes because you really didn't like, have to because you didn't even have to practice yeah. <laughs> show up and hit some shots yo jake thank you for the question man appreciate it thank you appreciate you jake let's go ben dragon x one where's shout out Ilya? <laughs> yo alex alex here what's up man where you from Hey, what's good, bro? I'm from New Orleans. How y'all doing? Oh, doing what's good, brother? Great, man, what's your question? Right. I'm going to go ahead and ask my question. All right, so y'all have been in the COD scene for, like, quite a long time, pretty much, like, from the start, esports-wise. Oh, six, bro. Long and you've seen that uh, the Optic slash Hector organization has been the most popular team throughout all these years. Obviously, that doesn't play into the, the factor of their skill, but we've seen that these players in that org have a sort of a, a leg up compared to other players when it comes to, like, streaming, YouTube, uh, shit like that. Meaning yeah. uh, almost other players have to work harder to get an online presence for themselves. Like we've seen Dashy like 1,500 subs in like 90s, some shit like that. So my question is, uh, which one do you think is a bigger reason for that? The diehard old Optic fans that don't give the time of day to other players and teams or all the other orgs that don't publicize their brand and players like Hector does? Um, I think it's a combination of, yeah. I think it's a combination of both because you're definitely right. There's not a lot of players and other orgs that, promote and pump out like really amazing content consistently and you know take advantage of all of that and then there's also the fact that optic optic just like you said has those biggest players like they had nade they had scump they had the dynasty that went through and you know dominated so they gained all those fans uh early and they've been there for so long and so consistent with their competitive performance and the content and you know their likability and all of that that why would they need to become fans of other people when the fans they became fans of however long ago have been consistently great and producing good stuff for however many years? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nothing to take away from from Hector and what he's done. They've yeah, done they've done amazing. They've done, they've done something absolutely amazing. It's like, so, but when you say like other people haven't done it, it's because of the new guys that go and join that team, they just turn on their stream and all of a sudden they're just blessed. So when other people do it and they turn on the stream and they have 35 viewers, it's a lot harder to get on the stream every day. And, like, to build up a thing when you're like, I don't really need to do this. Well, here's and, the thing, bro. And build up a brand. And, like, these guys, because of something that Hector built and Nate shot and Scump, like, these guys built this. Oh. 
like a long time ago. They've earned that. And then I guess the rundown, the runoff from that is they bless other people that join that organization. Yeah, it's yeah. trickle down juice. They yeah. did it at the right time. They saw like an opening, what Hector did and, and those guys, and they, they did it at the right time when other people weren't doing it. And now there's a ton of people pr- creating content and stuff like that everywhere. Everybody is following the initial format that they were, you know, sort of the pioneers. And, and you know, that fan base didn't leave. A lot of those guys grew with them, and it just expanded, expanded. As, you know, when you're exposed to more people, it's like a spider web. It's going gonna, it's gonna to grow. So... That's why they, when you join them, you're going to immediately see a bump because you're playing with Scump, who has millions of subscribers, and Formal is a huge star. And underneath, you know, that Hector bubble, which is just massive because of what they did. Um, other teams are trying to do it, though. They're putting out a ton of content. It's just harder because there's so much content out there to be absorbed. I mean, like, I, I, th- I thought Rocker, what they were doing was cool, like their videos in the beginning, but it's it's really hard, bro. Like, it's it's tough. The, not as easy as it used to be. So, yeah, it's just the thing is that so far they've they've done it the best for the longest, so it's only right that they have the most fans. And yeah. for other people to gain part of that fandom, like gain some fans from them or whatever's going on, like, they're going to need to do something amazing also. They're going to need people that come out and either dominate competitively or also be producing, like, amazing, amazing content that will get some of the fans on their side. Yeah, I mean, just think what they did. Like, they were a sniping team that had a lot of subscribers, and that was the wave. And then a competitive team, like, the first team to get a team house. It was just so much smart shit, bro. That shit, yeah. you can't even do some of those things now. But thank you for the question, yeah. Alex. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Y'all have a good night. You too, you too man. Uh, let's bring the next one in, Ben. I like that question. That was a good one. Some people might not yeah, was. understand why other teams can't get big. Yo, Ethan Wilson. Oh, he's out. Yo, Ethan Wilson. What's up, dude? How are you, lads? Great. How's it going? Is this shit's ass? No, no, no. Okay. What's your question? <laughs> uh, just, I'm just wondering, given the enormous prize purse this year for champs, whether or not there's a chance that crew will just go um, go rogue and break GAs come to the end of the tourney. Um, no, nah, I don't think anyone will do that. I think too many pros have way too much integrity. Yeah. And, like, they value, shame. like, of course, everyone values money, but after someone works this long and this hard to gain the reputation and the respect of their peers and all the fans involved, uh, I don't think they want to throw that away for, let's say, like, yeah, 80 grand is a lot of money, bro, but... If you're hated by all your peers or like you know the fans you're gonna have a longer career like the next few years that you can make up that well, money dude, if you would have won yeah, we've had, GA or whatever. ethan we've had champs before and gas weren't broken unless the team like was i don't know there's been weird little instances but for the most part nothing crazy uh, like that has happened before exactly true i mean we saw the double grenade danger close or whatever we saw but, danger close but, but that's the, that, that, the danger close like that is like whatever breaking gas or whatnot but also at the time like bro they were playing nagas using a thermal lmg like yeah. gas off the table i would just using, say I have thermal lmgs versus that team it doesn't matter we've had champs before and it, it hasn't been a shit show so i would assume the same would happen this year like we'll, it'll be fine oh yeah how uh how have you guys have the pros discussed like the uh the start kill cam glitch or whatever yeah i just i just police assume that everyone's gonna end up doing it we need it a patch for that i don't know how to police that uh, yeah, yeah we're, you I think we're just hoping that it's going to get patched. You know, we're just we okay. we raise okay. our concerns because Lamar. When, it, when it comes to it, bad. when it comes to it, and it's a three hundred grand on the line, yo ass is pressing start. 
like, let's be real. Your ass is pressed to start. I'm so, saying. So, like, um, I mean, I truthfully think that there's no way from all the public outcry that's been gone on from us that the league can't get something out of Activision or Infinity Ward to get it fixed before champs. It's there's just way too much on the line. Everyone made it about competitive integrity and this and that. Like, they have to do something about it. If they don't, it'll be bad. So I'm assuming and I'm hoping, I put my faith in it that they'll get it done. Wait, Lamar. So that that Starco trial we didn't talk about. That's why certain people look like they had 99 awareness, right? That has to be it. 100. Yeah, I mean, I think people were doing it. I think people were doing it. I think people weren't doing it. There's some people that were doing it, some people that weren't doing it, this and that. Like, it is what it is. Were you, you one of them? Was I one of them? I didn't play at the tournament, bro. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, at the last tournament? Did you not? No. Or the one before? No, no, no. The, the one, one before. One before uh, that. Damn. Do yeah, happen then. So fast. Come on, man. Get your facts right. All right, yo. Bad, yo, Ethan, my bad, question, bro. bro. Take it easy, man. <laughs> no worries. Thanks, all right, Ben, let's get it, man. You would have used it, though, Lamar. Let's keep it a stack. <laughs> yeah, yo, man, that's great. Imagine knowing about that all season. like They didn't, though. Those things never get kept secret very long. Hey, what's up, man? Oh, shit. What's up, dude? What do you mean? Oh, shit, bro. The only shit here is the league, bro. Oh, like, nah, I mean, nah, nah, nah. is this the legend? I gotta, I could do, no, I got to be honest. I, I, I saw the, the MVP, like, like candidates, and, I mean, Illy was not in there. So, <laughs> I, I just, I don't know if I want to keep watching, bro. Like, this is stupid, bro. I mean, what, huh? Okay. Um, so, I got I got a question for, um, actually, Mr. Nameless, because you you work with the, the league, right? Yes. Um <laughs> So, do you think, like, Grubhub is a good sponsor for the league? Because, like, every week we see, like, Mr. Chance with, like, the pizza. And, like, I swear he eats nothing else. But, like, also, like, Grubhub, like, there's always food on the stream. And, like, you know, in between games, no orders looking at the stream, right? And, like, he's already kind of thick, bro. So, like, do you think we really should have Grubhub? Because it's affecting his ability. And, like, size matters, bro. Like, Simp is, like, 4 foot 10 and look at how good he is, bro. So, like... <laughs> Clown, I mean, I do think Grubhub's a great sponsor. Let's be honest. I mean, discounts on food. I, I I don't see what's wrong with it being a sponsor. Why do you have a problem with Grubhub? What's your issue with Grubhub, bro? Want to play search in the store like a pro? Here's some S and D recount from the U.S. Air Force. <laughs> <laughs> but Indy, bro. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? I don't even know what to say, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to play clown, bro. <laughs> I don't even know what to say, dude. That's... Yeah, I mean, I can't like, believe time and time again he comes in and he delivers every time, bro. I don't understand. You guys, yeah, guy's, guy's the go, bro. He's the go. Yo, Cruz, what's up, man? Where are you from? Yeah, how you guys doing? I'm from Washington State out here. Looking sad for the what's Seattle Surge, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. You a Surge fan? Uh, <laughs> I think the fifth of your honor. No further statements. <laughs> All right, what's your question, dude? All right, so you guys know how subs basically just don't get playtime besides search tourneys, so those don't really count. I was thinking, like, why doesn't every team just get an academy team? And instead of hiring content creators and stuff like that, why don't we get five amateur players or bench pro players and make every single team have a playing academy team in the challengers division to kind of get more more use out of that 50,000 that they're paying their their uh, subs. So you want them to pay five five people. 
Yeah, you want them to pay two hundred fifty thousand for people? Yeah, that's a lot, dude. I don't know. Is that, I don't know. I think it really just comes think- down. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, I think that it just costs too much money. I mean, I get what you're saying. You know, subs do the sub rules this year definitely were a little weird and they need to be reworked for next year. But I just don't think the idea you propose is the solution because you can't just mandate the leagues have they put out way more money than they were expected to with just signing two subs or whatever. Now they have to pay five people 50 grand. That's kind of hectic. Yeah, it's a lot. And there has to be guaranteed minimums for people. Yeah, no, there's solutions. There's solutions, but I just don't think that that is the solution. But there's definitely solutions. I mean, the obvious solution is let the subs play. There's no reason the subs should not be able to play. And if if he has to come to the pro team, it's just... This it is what it is. Chalk, it is what it is. Like, 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 you gotta smoke. It is what it is. Yeah, 100%. But thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Go to New York, because Seattle's like a little slow. Hey, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. How did you go from Washington to to New York? Because he bangs with us, bro. Hey, hey, you gotta travel east if you want to see a winning team. Yep. Yep. Come on. All right. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yo, Ben, was that it for the Collins? Yeah, that's it right now. Let's go, man. That was a good episode, bro. We went for a while. It's two hours. Yeah, we did go for all. I mean, that, that was yeah. fun. It was, it was, that was super fun, dude. Next week, guys, I announce it next week. We have Slasher as the guest. It's gonna oh, be oh, I can't it's wait to tune into that. <laughs> Brother Slash. Brother Slash, dude, it's been a minute since he finally asked him why he fucking fired me, bro. It's lit. Oh, <laughs> Brother Liddy Goat, man. He's got the flow going. <laughs> Team's looking a little bit better, dude. Can't wait to wearing a hat also when you get on here. We need that. You need the cheddar out, bro. The lettuce. You got out the flow up. <laughs> but uh, yo, Lamar, thank you for coming on the show, dude. I think we had a, oh, a, a good conversation. Me. Good time. Yeah, I think it was good too. Appreciate you having me on, John. Thank you as well. Thank Taking you. Of time course. Out. All right. Uh, thank you guys all for tuning in. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you leave a like and share it. You know, turn some notifications on. If you're on your way to work, hope you have a fantastic day at work. You're listening on Spotify, iTunes. Go ahead and leave a review, please. And thank you. Much love to you guys who come out each week um, and are in the chat. And for those of you who come into the call-ins every week, appreciate you guys as well. Uh, you guys have a fantastic evening or night. I'm going to host somebody and I'll see you guys next week. Peace, guys. <laughs>